I'm here to kick ass and paint minis, and I'm all out of ass on the podcast known as <laughs> Trapped Under Plastic, the podcast where two dudes with all the free time in the world humbly promise to start a new convention, write a display mode war game, produce a miniature painting competition game show, and launch a magazine. Yes, that's us. We have all the ideas and none of the execution. That is the best way to do life, though, isn't it? It is. But today is a special day. We have guests. Ollie and Kira from Broadsword Wargaming. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. How are you guys doing? Good. Jet lagged. Jet lagged, yes. Yeah. You came all the way from Ireland to here, and your first stop in America was in? Chicago. Chicago, okay. And you're here for like vacation right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. They call it a holiday. Holiday? <laughs> I'm on me holidays, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and before the episode was recording, Ollie was trying to figure out like what version of like Englishman he wanted to put on for the show. We were considering changing it every like 10 minutes or something like that. Um, yeah, that's right. Scouser. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ali, right. you're from England, but your shop, which we'll get into the shop later, is in Ireland. That's right. Are you still a foreigner and does everyone hate you? No, actually, everyone hates me probably. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But I did, the other day I had my first realization that I now think in euros. Oh, like, no. I, I said, like, oh, it's like 10 pound. Or oh, 10 quid, and I meant like euros. I no longer go like euro, pound to euro to dollar. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, I've okay. moved over one now. Wow. So, Assimilating. Yeah. Okay, in the UK, do they use miles per hour? Yeah. Okay, do they use the same in Ireland? Kilometers. Yeah, kilometers. kilometers. Okay, so have you transferred over to kilometers yet? I think or? so, yeah. Okay, what, what wow. do you guys? What do you hear? We're miles, miles per hour. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, because we come from our imperial overlords, we also use the imperial system. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way of it. Yeah, that's the way of it. Yeah. That's the way of it. But they're called freedom units here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we changed the name. Same thing. We just changed How the name. How many America units have you got? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so when we start the each episode, we start with what we call the preamble ramble guys and so this is where we talk about whatever we want and i wanted to, to start this off to give you the true american experience and how i do that and i made the mistake of not bringing guns um we oh, talked about this before the podcast started that you could shoot guns out of the back of my truck um and when i sorely regret not doing that yeah. for you but uh, the second runner up i have is uh, american soft drinks Okay, so mm. I've got something for everybody here. Scott, please <gasps> fill the dead air as I pass these out. Okay, okay. So my preamble, preamble ramble topic is I played Commander Magic the Gathering, Ooh. which I know John's going to be so proud of me for doing. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was a fun experience. I got I to play a vampire deck. Uh, does, is the name Strafan mean anything to you, John? Is that a, is that a commander in Magic? Like Stefan okay. is a character played by Bill Hader on uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay, thank yes, you. Yes. So, okay. Wait, so, so is it not a vampire at all in Magic? It, it probably is. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, and this one's for Scott because he asked me to bring him a, a Dr. Pepper cream soda oh, wow. zero. Yeah. Cream soda. Oh, you've never had cream soda? No. Cream soda? No. We're just going to mock each other the entire <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to mock you guys. <laughs> you not had I butter before? It. He's doing it. Yeah, it's happened five minutes in. I'm American now. All right, so uh, this is special edition 2023 Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Voodoo Edition. This is the mystery Halloween flavor as oh. it is the season, and every year they give a new flavor, and it's a mystery what it is. I think this one's pretty good, but I want you to try it for yourself. Okay. Okay, there's a, a bit of fucking Mountain Dew. There's a bit of magic in there, dude. There's yeah. A bit of voodoo. Ooh. Yeah, there's extra chemicals because it's American. <laughs> extra chemicals. Probably stuff that's all banned. Yeah, yeah, you can't have this. Oh, shit. 
The cream soda zero is pretty fucking good. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, Wait, I, I would definitely swap this out. It's a bit like a Dr Pepper. It's a cherry flavor, I think. It's like a fruity. Mm. I like it. It's nice. It's like tie dye the drink. I, I don't think. know if I've ever. You don't had have that. to lie to us. If it's shit, no, tell us. I, it's no, shit. I like no, it. I think it's cherry. I'm just trying to check what chemicals are in it because you know. America. <laughs> this is this is what I've noticed about them, John. Is they're just very polite, and whenever you ask them opinions, like, oh, you know, I'll do whatever. It's fine. You know, I don't care. I, mm. I, I can't sustain that for the next. If we hit the longer we're here, that that will fall. Right? Like, I can't hold that up. The politeness like, dissolves. Yeah, you go. Yeah. I have to pretend to be nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the reality is, asshole. I do like that. Yeah, I like it. We had another mystery flavor drink the last day. What was it? Oh, it was like oh. the magic Coke one. Whatever. What was Fu- it was futuristic. Flavor. Futuristic oh. Coke Cola. The flavor was literally called futuristic Coke. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just, was awful. It just tastes like, like tears and garbage. Yeah. Just like Bitcoin and NFTs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dow Jones. Yeah. I don't know. The Dow Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Awesome. So, yeah, about Magic the Gathering. Uh, I played Commander. It was awesome. Uh, had a lot of fun. It was only 1v1, so it wasn't like the real Commander like experience. Fake Commander. Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't the true experience, but it was a lot of fun. I got totally smoked. My buddy had this card that was an enchantment, and when he played it, it doubled the power of every one of his creeps. And so I had a chump block until I just died, basically. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, if I get good. hit once, I'm dead. Yeah, not good. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, I think if you take 21 damage from a commander, you just lose. Yes. And so his commander was like strength 30, and so I was just like chump blocking with vampires until I was like, okay, oh, no. I lose now. Um, I had no removal spells to get rid of the enchantment. So yeah, that's part of the thing in commanders when you're playing with four people. You got if someone has a if someone creates a problem like that dude is a problem. You have three people. One person is all that's needed to solve the problem. Okay. Yeah. When it's just you, you're just hosed. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. If someone else starts going off right, you, someone else will step in. Like, yeah. I've got you, buddy. Yeah. And then then you stab them in the back, kill them, yeah, kill the other guy, and you win. Are you guys big CCG players, big card game players? Uh, you do, you play a lot. I used to play a lot of Magic, yeah. yeah. Okay. You've got a lot of Pokemon, actually, didn't you? Yeah, you, you tried to teach me Magic once, and that's that was like the end of that. Well, yeah. Yeah, did, did one bit, you're like... <laughs> I you... think whatever deck I had was really token-heavy, and I was like, I'm going to have to do maths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one said okay. I had to do maths. Maths and reading, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> the two least fun things to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 It wasn't for me, yeah. You do do Pokemon. Yeah, I enjoy Pokemon. Yeah. Just for the nostalgia, I think, more than anything. But. Sure. Yeah. And it's easy, because it's for children. Whoa. Wow. Oh, you roasted, dude. <laughs> it started. I take that back. <laughs> Sorry to all children it watching. To fall down. <laughs> yeah, it took how long? You, Ten minutes. You've offended <laughs> all children watching the show now. Uh, I have a theory that no child actually knows how to play the Pokemon game. Absolutely <laughs> I not. I did it. I collected it and no idea how to play. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody. 100% every, do not. Every child that, like, nieces and nephews or friends that have kids that collect Pokemon, I'm like, Awesome. Let's play. Because I used to, when Pokemon first came out, I collected and played the game, and I knew how to play it, and that was probably 20 years ago. And so when kids have it, I'm like, awesome. Remind me how to play. And they're like, I just put this on, and then I get to attack you. I'm like, that's not how this works. (laughs) (laughs) I'll teach them a lesson. I'll I'll, I'll just destroy them. Destroy their favorite Pokemon. Who's your favorite? Eevee. Put that one out, then dead. Dead. Rip it up. Not even KO'd, just dead. Um, <laughs> but like that's true. Like yeah. in the shop, like kids don't know how to play Pokemon, but they like the shiny. You one. come in and ask to be taught how to play. I've run a few through some demo games, but um, but they actually it. have no interest. And if their parents weren't standing there, I'd just be like, "We're we're done." Yeah, <laughs> you go home. <laughs> we're a really welcoming shop, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> Bad, but it is legal uh, gambling for children. Really, mm. is what it is. Like you get, get a pack of cards and looking for the shinies, and then you get the endorphins, and you're like, "Mom, I need another one." It's yeah, like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had it. to ban them in our um, my daughter's school. They banned them all together. Wow! Because the older kids were scamming the younger kids. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Yeah, yeah. 
Trade scams. I used to do that with baseball cards with kids in elementary school. Yeah, so I, could, I could see you doing yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I got all the Jose Canseco rookies. <laughs> only like six audience listeners are going to get that, but that's okay. Um, and that was you only last year, right? Yeah, it was just <laughs> last year. I just, <laughs> hey, elementary school. I take just go to the elementary You want to see my baseball card collection? Yeah. This is Jose, whoever it was. Yeah. There you go, Luke. He brought Jose? guns and baseball cards. <laughs> uh, Jose's in the back of my van. Come let's go. <laughs> yeah. Restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> done. Yeah, Cancelled. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you played Magic. So yeah. All right. Yeah. So I played Magic, Flesh and Blood, and Shatterpoint this past weekend. I was oh, I played a lot of games. Yeah. Jesus, that's way more games than I played. Yeah. Although tomorrow I'll be playing Magic and D and D and going to a small local convention and probably playing some weird game that the oh, the creator of the game is there nice. and you have to you have to feign interest that it's a really exciting game yeah and you're like wow that's hard yeah and then you have to exercise the ghosts wow yeah when you're stuck in a demo it's like a bad demo and like you, you're not gonna just be like this game is trash see ya like you know you gotta see it all the way through mm. yeah I went to that one in, in lacrosse a couple months ago. Is this another small one? What's it called? Which one was that called? Uh, shoot. Something, uh, no. I was going to say, I was gonna say something con. Like, no shit. It's called something con. Coolie con. Coolie con. Cooley con. Cooley yeah. con. So I went to Cooley con, and I went through all the vendor areas. And there was, I looked at this table, and it was just a bunch of books. And at first, I thought it was like D&D supplement books. And I picked one up, and I started flipping through the pages, and I realized it was a novel. And this creepy old man came and sat down behind and because there was no one at the booth and he sat down and he's like started telling me all about his novels this dude had written all these books and they looked like they were like printed out in his garage and he was so excited about them and i felt so bad so i i bought a five book series for like seriously for like 120 dollars <laughs> wow. i felt bad and he was really like really like super excited about these books and i was like Okay, I'll give them a shot. So they're sitting on my end table now, and I'm just the one thing I I that I can have, you know console myself with is I'm sure never having read a single chapter in any of these books, I'm sure they're better than 40k books. Ooh, Ooh shots fired! Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on 40k books or just GW books in general? I Black tried um, with the Horace Heresy ones, and mm -hmm. I do like them, but they're so heavy. Yes. Um. So I started reading some of the Age of Sigmar standalone books, and they're great. Okay, I've never yeah, read the really standalone good. ones. Yeah, I've, I've only just started getting into the Age of Sigmar ones as well. Like, I was a fantasy player, right? You know, uh, whatever. That was like how many years ago that was. But like, I started reading the Age of Sigmar ones now. And I quite like them. I, I read like, I like I like Stormcast, maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe. I'm you sorry sh for that. You should apologize. Yeah, I do. I feel bad <laughs> yeah, for it. But yeah. I've been reading a couple of those. They were right. Like, I read a lot of the Warhammer books. I loads of them. I used to read the old ones back in whenever. Like, the Vampire Counts trilogy one was called. Yeah, the Vampire really Counts like trilogy. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like yeah. the Witch Hunter guy, isn't it? And you're like, uh, come, uh, I suppose you could put a spoiler. It's like 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. He becomes a vampire, <laughs> right? And, like, he ends up, like, fighting the vampire. It's yes. just cool. Right? Yes, yes. That was, like, the first ones I read. And yeah. Then, I've read loads of like historical stuff, and then I've, I've read like Soul Drinkers as well, the Soul Drinkers omnibus years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, there's six of them now. Read those; they were good. Um, there's there a few six like omnibuses of Soul Drinker stuff. Six six books. Okay, yeah, books, I think it was okay. started as a trilogy, then it became like an omnibus, and now it's like two omnibuses of six. I don't know. So it's like an omnibus, like a really big bus. Yeah, like a double decker omnibus. Right? <laughs> like, I think that's what it is now. Um, this book is so big, we put it inside of a fucking bus. Yeah, that was all right. Um, I read lots of them. Some of them are a bit shite. Some of them. Yeah, yeah. So overall, the, ah, it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah. The problem with John is he reads a lot of like books that are like 
you know, like good and stuff. And so he has like standards. Yeah. And so when he like reads like soap opera quality Warhammer books yeah. that I fucking love. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, and they pretty much just go like story, fight, post fight, story, fight. And they just loop round and end yeah, of a circle. Yeah, yeah. Like skip 30 pages, you're in another fight again. And like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? But, I don't know if it's a book thing, but they also love adjectives in Warhammer. <laughs> like they describe everything so so vividly they're like how many words can i use to describe this thing it's just like adjective 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 uh so yeah a lot of made up words we're just just supposed to know what they're talking about yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. the quantum warp mechanic velocity (laughs) voluptuous thingy jiggered again okay yeah yeah. Yeah. it can feel that way sometimes the 40k stuff i felt like no matter because i jumped around a bunch of different places and asked people like where to start um because I had that same experience. I'm like, I feel like I missed the intro course mm-hmm. on whatever it is we're doing here. And and the internet then told me, oh, there is no start. It's just like, it's a circle. There's no beginning and no end. So no matter where you jump in, you'll feel lost. I'm like, this sounds terrible. <laughs> and come to find out it is. But I think the, uh, the, the fantasy ones, I haven't read any of the fantasy ones. And I have higher hopes for that. For the Age of Sigmar ones too. Because it doesn't feel like there's so much history of like bullshittery of 7,000 authors all didn't know and just kind of threw in stuff and now that's canon and it feels like there's the starting point is not as far back Mm -hmm. so we don't have to get so overwhelmed with all of it but all right I'll I'll read one and then I'll tell you how terrible it is okay that's fine I bet it goes like story fight something adjectives (laughs) someone's like described loads as well like like i read the horace heresy ones and like garve your loken they're like oh you're so straight up and down loki so straight up and down tells you that like 50 times in the book i'm like really get it he's really straight up and down okay yeah the soldier has another one their character i think he can like no i need to get this right because i apologize to anyone i get this wrong for obviously but like i think he can receive no he can send psychic stuff but he cannot receive it and it tells you that in the book Probably every chapter. Oh it's like, my god! and used the hell, but he can send psychic powers, but he can't receive them. Okay. I'm like, I really know that. Like, <laughs> I really know I, that. I really know he can't do that. Now. It's like, just in case you forgot again, um, he can use the hell. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, so gotta, a few of those. We gotta copy paste this book to make it 600 pages. How do we do that? <laughs> what can we do? Find that thing, copy that again. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are some good books. The Age of Sigma ones I've enjoyed just because, like, I really like fantasy, and I think it's taken to like third edition Age of Sigma till I even bothered playing it, and like. They like reference the old stuff now. They didn't just like get rid of it all. Now like old stuff is relevant. Do you know what I mean? Old gold yeah, characters and that. Yeah. So they've like brought a bit of that back in now and that feels like a bit more fleshed out rather than just mm. let's make some stuff up about whatever. Um, okay. And, like, the game's a bit better now. Like did it? Age of Sigmar, like version one, right? Was like, God, it's so much like, better. It's who's so got the biggest better. mustache yeah. or whatever? Like, yeah. you win. Okay, yeah, great. Right. My yeah. big mustache. There were there were rules like that for certain factions where if yeah. you had like the longest beard as a dwarf player, you got to, got to go first or something yeah. like that. I don't, I don't know what it was. Yeah, but it was literally, like, it's exactly like who can shout wah or whatever. Like, yeah. stuff, like, you know. I mean, that was pretty classic. I don't know if you guys grew up like going to games workshops, but like as like a 10 year old, like the person who went first in a 40K match was the person who screamed wog the loudest. <laughs> yeah. That was like standard in my shop when I was growing up. And was the shop still the size of a shoebox back then? It too? was. It was. And it was in a mall, like a okay. big mall, like Gurney Mills in Illinois, if you know it. It's like a huge shopping mall. And so we'd be screaming our heads off in this tiny little shoebox store. People are just walking by like, what the fuck is going on in there? They're screaming. Yeah. I think uh, that's a lot less sad than it's just like in a strip mall <laughs> and the doors are right. closed. You're kind of right, actually. <laughs> you're just by ourselves yeah. yelling. <laughs> just you, Frank, and then the, the store manager. <laughs> manager. All right, Jimmy. <laughs> Give it a holler. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> All right, how's the preamble ramble doing? We got more topics to discuss. I got one. How long does that go on for? It goes on for 30 years, I think. 30 yeah. years, okay. <laughs> we'll be as old as John by the end. Until we <laughs> run out of things to talk about since the last time we talked. That, <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is the rules. I bought a, I bought a, a power tool for miniature painting, uh, and it just came in the mail the other day. Um, I bought a, a bench sander. So it's got a belt sander and a circular sander on it. And so this big sanding uh, contraption that costs a lot of money, more money than I probably should have spent for one purpose I bought it for. I bought it to smooth down display plinths so they're perfectly circular or straight or flat when you build up on the like you're building up on the back and yeah. so when you build on top of a plinth or or you're cutting down in a plinth and to make it super smooth um and so i bought that on a whim and so now i kind of decided my shop in my garage i'm gonna like i'm gonna end up just buying a bunch of shit that i use once every 18 months a tiny little power tool collection yeah are you gonna buy the tiny tables off I, I mean, I looked at it after you brought it up. So I had this idea, and I, the idea has evolved a little bit for a video idea where I was going to, there's these online stores where they make all this different weird, super niche equipment that's mostly for like scale modelers, for like trains and for like old cars and stuff like that. And there's a lot of super like niche equipment for that stuff. And Scott told me to buy the table saw, which it looks like a big table saw that just like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. And it shrunk down to like the, the size yeah. of a deck Dude, of cards. I want one. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, a cute table saw. I, and yeah. you can just like put your little balsa wood strips through it and be like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It but literally has also... no purpose outside of that. Also, a regular table saw would do that same thing. Yeah, also an X-Acto <laughs> knife. It's fucking balsa wood. Yeah. You don't need a table saw. <laughs> just lick it and it breaks, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I lick it, but yeah. yeah. Coffee stirs. Um, so I, I was like, oh yeah, all right. I mean, I would get that from the memes. It was like one hundred and eighty dollars, and I was like, I don't know if it's worth that many laughs. <laughs> it's worth laughs, but maybe not one hundred and eighty dollar laughs. Yeah, what, yeah. What is the shittest tool we ever bought? Oh, you did a review on it. That. Oh, a hobby tool. Yeah, like that paintbrush cleaner thing. Do you remember? Oh yeah, that what wasn't. What the toilet? No. Yeah, yeah, the spinny and the. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, no! We've got the toilet thing for the water, but no, you got that spinny paintbrush cleaner thing. Do you remember? That's what we're talking about. Oh. Oh no, th it's not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was actually it's for cleaning makeup brushes, but it's like um, it's like a tiny fish bowl, and then it's an electronic gadget that you stick the brush in and then it just spins it around really really fast so it's like a wash machine for your brush oh yeah they use those my wife has one of those for tea for or like she has this weird tea that she puts the stuff in there and it mixes it really well i oh. should use hers to clean yeah. my brushes it, yeah and then <laughs> not tell her well the one i got was terrible it, it just doesn't work. It flung the brushes like <laughs> <laughs> i think the i think your closing line was like if you ever want to buy this don't because it's shit i appreciate oh, that that's the one that came from like um oh dragon's den or something right yeah it was a dragon's den yeah. winner like it's for makeup brushes this thing. but it does small and it, little and it was so shit Okay, I I don't I don't know if it was Dragon's Den, but they also I think maybe Dragon's Den sent me like a like a desktop storage thing, kind of like Frontier Wargaming. If you if you're familiar with that brand, the big wooden box things. Right? Yeah, yeah, but this is kind of more of like a permanent setup that has like shelves and stuff. But it's it was so useless and so not thought out. It was like it was like two shelves and like the width of them wasn't like double the width of like a, a citadel paint pot so it wasn't like i could like do like too wide like so like they wouldn't fit like it fit like five like paint products a shelf and it was like two shelves so i had like no storage and like other things they added like made no sense and i felt like really bad because like what do i do with this like i don't want to just 
lambast it like on a live stream or something like that. Um, so I just kind of put it on top of some storage thing and forgot about it forever. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It belongs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that free thing. That was shit. <laughs> I, think I don't know if it was Dragon's Den. I don't want to throw them under the bus. I think a lot of those products that we see are just like repurposed already exist and are already being made in China yep. and they buy them at 79 cents a unit and instead of selling them for $5 a unit they say it's the hobby version they sell them for $12 a yeah. unit. So you just described Green Stuff World's whole business model. <laughs> yeah. Well they steal it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. and then and then they then they go after you legally if you try to do the thing that they stole. Yeah. They don't even do the market research. They find some other small hobby company that found the thing on China and then they're like, "Okay, that's ours now." <laughs> and then they patent it so that nobody else can yeah. take the thing they stole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds like the history of England. Uh, so we <laughs> whoa, slow down, guys. Shots fired. See, Ollie was worried about being an asshole on on the show today, so I was like, "Well, just be less of an asshole than me, and you're fine." Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I can so. I can go higher now, right? Okay. You yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you make... started something. Yeah, now. right. Okay, I'm sitting up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can shove your Mountain Dew Zero up your ass, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you're not going to be able to blink for the next four hours after <laughs> having drank that. But always in this. Yeah, I'm shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I think All it's right. called meth, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mountain Meth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone? For the preamble ramble, I, I I don't have anything. The only other thing I had was slightly depressing, so we're not going to talk about it. Okay, um, we can talk about it. We can get serious. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just saying, and maybe maybe you guys can make me feel better. I'm feeling a little bit of, of burnout um, mm. lately in my job. Mm. So you kind of go through the same routine, which is true of any basically any job that you have in life. Sometimes it's like I show up to work. I make the cheeseburgers, I use the register, I go home, and you do that every day. But you have variables like the customers change or, you know, now we're making the double cheeseburger, so now I need to know that. Um, and you have that when you're making videos and hobby stuff and streaming and all that kind of stuff too. But I just kind of had this realization in the last week where I'm just like, man, I just feel like I keep doing the same circle over and over again. And oftentimes there's a lot of fun because there's creativity and what video idea and all those stuff. But like I just had this moment where I'm like, huh, I just feel like I'm on a treadmill. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever felt that. I hundred percent. Yeah. So like, like I often wonder, like, is this just it? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like sure. Some bit, like I say, I'm grateful that some bits are cool, but like, I don't get a lot of time to like express like creative freedom either. Like with everything else in the shop and all the other stuff. Like I don't really get time to just like focus down on one thing. And then it's like, oh, I've done that. And it's like, right, you know, mad pressure to get something out to some deadline, some stress. Mm -hmm. You get that done and you go, oh, it's all done now. And you go, right, what's next? Okay. And it's like, yeah, you start it over. Yeah. Like it just, I, get, I don't get that. Like, oh, I've done this cool thing anymore. You just go like, sometimes you do, but like, I'm feeling the same, man. I'm yeah. With you. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you, babe. How are you going to break off the treadmill? Um, destroy I think the one thing I yeah. destroy the treadmill. <laughs> I burn, I burn the treadmill uh, live on Twitch. Um, so one thing that I decided that I'm going to do is kind of a, a short term switch things up is for video I have coming out after the next one is it's just going back to a project that I'm excited about that I want to do, yeah. which is working on my golden demon piece. And I'm like, I don't know if this video is going to do great. I don't know what the final video will be because I can't do a whole video on this because, you know, it's a super long, intense project. Um, but I'm just going to kind of throw everything out the window and just do something that's exciting for me that I would do in my own evenings mm -hmm. um, and do that and see if that rejuvenates me. Um, but otherwise, too, it's like sometimes it's just like, uh, 
I just need to stop worrying about all these other factors of running a business and just be like, I just need to do the thing that excites me most. And then hopefully that rejuvenates Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. That's Uh, the hard thing about, about doing YouTube is that it's way more than just making videos and and, and painting figures, you know, like there's also a huge business aspect to it. And also you can't really rest on your laurels a lot on YouTube. Like you can for a couple months, but the platform is changing constantly. What YouTube is looking for is changing constantly. And so, and even thinking about that is is stressful. Yeah. Let alone doing the research, trying to implement it, failing. You know, mm. it sucks to fail with an experiment on YouTube. Because that's like a forty-hour investment. It's like, well, that thumbnail is shit. Yeah. On to the next one. It's yeah. like, dude, like that. It, it, yeah. So every lesson is super painful, and like the the rat race feeling is definitely there. So yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I think you've had a fair bit of that with Twitch, though. As well, like, Twitch is a different platform. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I do YouTube, you mm-hmm. do. Tw- I mean, you do both, right? Yeah, like, all platforms. Like you've had the same with Twitch, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, the only way I broke out of that was taking a break. I took a month off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that did that work for you or no? It didn't. It didn't. Um, I kind of realized what it's like to have your evenings back a little mm. bit more, which mm. I was enjoying. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of struggling to come back into it a little more than I thought. But the burnout feeling is gone, which feels great. Okay. Yeah. So um, as someone who's done both the YouTube and the Twitch stuff, do you have a preference for one? Like one like community or platform or like They're ethos? very different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as much as I'm in the YouTube videos, he puts all the work in. So okay. he does all the cameras, the editing, all that. Okay. You know, so you, that, you that's on the burden of that is on him. Okay, so it's kind of hard to compare because not like yeah. doing. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Okay, she sits there, gets wine and takeaways, basically. Oh, that sounds. Mm. I have to like, I have to like, nice. keep, I have to like bribe you in with food, basically, mm. you know I mean? and then you're fine, now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You just yeah. sit there like, oh, that, my phone's down there. Can you pick it up? I'm like, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I pick your phone. Up, but yeah, I'm getting rinsed today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Look, look he's been asshole 110. percent I'll go. Not to me. I've got to go on someone. I don't know. I'm sorry. You're sitting right there. It's you or Scott, and he's like slightly out of the way. <laughs> no, but I, I think that's it. I think like I, even I've seen that though. Like myself, it's one thing, but I've seen that with with you as well. Like even just doing projects recently that you've like enjoyed again, right? Like you tried yeah. to do that like combat patrol challenge, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which was just a disaster. We kind of came up with that live, so I didn't really have a chance to think it through. I was like, I can do what was it? I said I'd be able to fully paint com- four combat four patrols in combat four weeks. Four combat patrols in in one month. That's a f- 500 point army it's a small 40k like army a thousand oh my god yeah, it's so boxes. i got yeah, like yeah. two-thirds through the first one <laughs> and went i would rather die than finish this <laughs> <laughs> what can i like can we back this up a second what in your brain was like great no idea. not one in one week not two in two weeks but you went directly to four, four like let's see yeah. how the first week goes yeah. It's because people said I couldn't do it. So I was like, well. Ah, Spite is your greatest they were motivator. Right. Right? Yeah. Me too. Me yeah. too. So I feel that. When someone's like, that's not going to work. I'm like, fuck you. I'll make <laughs> it work. I will do. Yeah, I'll do eight in one week. I know. They were right. And um, it made me want to throw all my paints away. Yeah. That, um, I think that killed it for you. Yeah. For a bit. It, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I made bets with people. Yeah. So uh, now I owe people. Minis and stuff. Uh, like painted yeah. minis? Yeah. Well, just oh, one. No. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that still kind of feels bad. Um, but there was like there was a lot of pressure on that that i you know admittedly made myself but mm. yeah i just was i said no i'm not even going to try for the next three weeks like i just would rather okay so i said no all right and then i took out something new from a box and enjoyed it yeah i started painting mm-hmm. uh, i think it was a orc from age of sigmar it was great okay a little painting. bit of change of pace yeah exactly okay yeah 
All right. Well, we could honestly talk about YouTube forever, but before I do that, let's let's do a little bit of the what we painted in the last two weeks. Let me start with you guys. What have you like hobbied on most recently? Like whether it's scratch building, even like buying a cool new thing or painting a model, whatever it is. Like what have you been hobbying hobbying on most recently? I was doing what was it? It was a uh, the new something on Maul Crusher. The Auric Maul Crusher thing, oh. the rhino thing, like yeah. the, the big the, pig. The big cabbage. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big pig. Oh, no, oh, no, no you got cabbage. big pig. Oh, yeah. no, Maul Crusher. Yeah, it's the pig one, yeah. Yeah, it was a... Gorgrunter. Nasher or something like that, yeah. Is there a dude riding on the side of it, like standing up? Yeah, there's like two yes. of them on each side. Okay, yes. okay, I know. I built one. it without the side guys. Yeah, why did you do that? Just to make it easier. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Mm, there you go. Less um, dudes to paint. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. good strategy. But I did the armor yellow, and I love painting yellow armor. Um, but again, wow, I, yeah. you and like two other people in the world apparently. Everyone always <laughs> complains about yellow. Yeah, I love it. it okay. Just, um, we use the is it Tamia? No, not Tamia. The rust effect. Dirty Dam. Oh. Dirty Dam rust effect on top of that is just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And then a little bit of stippling with Rhinox side for chips and it just looks amazing. Okay. So it was something that I knew I enjoyed doing and I knew that I'm good at. So it sort of brought me back in. Okay. Like a good layup. It's just easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. I do that every once in a while for a palette cleanser too. I'll just paint like a Greyjoy character in like an hour and a half and it's like, yeah. it's easy. Isn't that Dirty Dam stuff just like pure magic? Oh my God. I don't amazing. know what it is. It's yeah. amazing. So the, the, so good. the guy that makes it, he goes to different conventions and he was at Nova. And so I got to talk with him because he has a booth there and he goes to Adepticon too. And as far as I understand the history of that stuff, it comes from prop making for movies. And he had uh, like a, I think it was like a Captain America shield, like true size that he had put all like this verdigree and rust and all this different stuff on and buffed it off. And I was like, Man, each of these bottles were like $20 a bottle. So that was like $700 in product <laughs> on that shield. And he's like, yeah, it helps because I I, uh, I make it. So yeah. <laughs> he makes it. I don't know if he, I, if he makes it or if he just buys it wholesale or whatever. But and he just puts it in these little bottles. I imagine his job is just like there's a big five-gallon drum. And he just like takes a little squeegee and goes like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy the big bottles of it, though. You can buy, I don't know if it's like a liter, but you can get it in huge, like, milk carton size. Does it cost $3,000? No, I don't think it was that expensive. $2,990. I think you're fine. Not quite three. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It's like magic. It's so good, that Magic stuff. in a bottle, all of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the moss. I, I can't get enough of the moss. It's uh, I use it for all my bases in my Soulblight army, and it's amazing. Mm. And I heard some... He told me about some stuff he's got coming up here soon, some new products. Mm. And... Do you carry those at the shop? Do you carry dirt mm -hmm. down in the shop? Oh, this next stuff you're going to like. I can't talk about it yet, but we'll talk about it when the camera's off. But it is exciting. Scott knows about it. I do. Remember? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but I, you told me. Yeah, but I, I have a shit memory. Uh, like, yeah. You'll remember when he tells you. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. You won't need Uhu glue anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You love the Uhu glue blood do, combo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've seen people lately, um, they'll do the Uhu glue and then they'll like paint red on top of the stringy yeah. bits and it leaves like little globules on the string, which is so much better than what I do, which is mixing mm -hmm. like Tamiya clear or red or ink into the Uhu glue and then doing it. Cause you get like yeah. the drops off of the slime. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw Mamacon doing it and it was like really, I was like, Oh, that's so much, that's so much better. Cause you could like, you could even do different colors. You could do like green over here, red over here. You wouldn't be stuck to one color. Well, that so. all sounds well and good until like, doesn't feel like half of the ones that you tried to put that on is just going to snap the glue. Probably. I haven't, yeah. 
yeah. tried it yet. <laughs> that sounds, yeah. Yeah, you can't touch the models, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Put your hand through it, yeah. Yeah, it always feels bad doing that in gaming models. It's like, this is not going to last. <laughs> yeah. no. It's got to be strategically placed around the model in a spot that my hands don't <laughs> yeah. ever grab yeah, it. Yeah, like on like the inside of something. Uh, the balls yeah. of the rhino. Yeah. The, the balls. The balls? Rhino balls. Yeah, rhino balls. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know rhino, rhino balls? balls are often bloody? Or? I don't, I don't oh, know. Slimy. Slimy. Slimy, yeah, slimy yeah, rhino yeah, balls. Yeah, 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 slimy yeah. balls. I guess I, hadn't, <laughs> I haven't investigated enough rhino balls in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you can just cut that bit if you like. I don't, I don't know about it. <laughs> no, I'm not definitely staying I've not looked at many rhino balls. <laughs> yeah. I just say it. It's not like I don't Google it or anything. I'm not obsessed with it. <laughs> I've got a problem with it. Okay, I'll stop talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> just click on an image. The images on the Google search. Yeah. Just Ollie pointing at my, my, my history is embarrassing. It's rhino balls. <laughs> all right, balls. all right, Ollie, your Stop. turn. What have you hobbied on most recently, other than rhino balls? No. Yeah. And what I hobby on? The last thing I finished like a, a million years ago. I think the last thing I painted was that second edition starter set with all the Ultramarines, the Orcs, and the Grots, mm. whatever. Right. I did loads of that. That took me a million years to do. And what have I painted since then? Nada. That's yeah, okay. assassin. Oh yeah, I yeah we had like a few like commissiony pieces right that you got in. It kind of needed a bit of help with when he went yeah. well. So yeah, an assassin, lion, the lion L Johnson. Done a bit of him. Oh, lion uh, L Johnson. Yes, it is lion L Johnson. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, I had to paint that same dude. It's the Forge World one, right? Oh no, I I got the forty k one, the new one. There's a oh, it's, oh the new forty k has like yeah. a little kind of like sword yeah. gremlin guys. The guy from well. Game of Thrones on it. What's his name? You know Tyrion Lannister. Oh yeah, yes. he does. Uh, Tywin Lannister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tywin. Tywin. Yeah. yeah, looks just like him. Yeah, I did that a bit. That's yeah. a much sexier version than the thirty k yeah. version. Yeah, thirty k is like a big knight, right? It's like, Whoa. They're yeah, all it's look big, the same. Yeah, he's got a big knight helmet or or like an unhelmeted hel head. Well, yeah. Mm. I guess I painted that. Yeah, but like, I think I'd like if I could just paint something I actually wanted to paint. I think I just want to paint like. Skyrim stuff, or Game of Thrones stuff. I just okay. want to paint that now. Yeah, you're jazzed now. about that stuff right now. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Like, okay. by the time I start that, I'll be on something else. But okay, like, yeah, that's what I want to paint. Okay. Uh, so you like the Song of Ice and Fire and Brimstone and? I've not, I've not played the game ever. So I'm hoping actually we get a game at some point. Even just like just a casual, just a little, little taster. Like, I've not played that or Shatterpoint or anything. I know you've been playing loads of those. Things. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to have a little, little, little play with some of those. I don't get to play ever. I never get to play anything. So like. Dang. Like ever, like you're like oh, I played three games of this and Magic and you're like I did this and D and D. I'm like fuck you and fuck you. Yeah, I don't play anything. Well, speaking of Song of Ice and Fire, what I painted was two new Greyjoy characters. That was such a good lead-in as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So this is Eric Ironmaker. I had already painted this model, but I had doused the other one in uh, opaque white resin accidentally, and so I had to repaint it. So that's Eric Ironmaker he's sitting on the, the toilet. Floor. Yeah, he's, he's sitting in a chair. Uh, he's a chair guy. He's cool. And the other guy I painted was a new one. This is an attachment that I saw a lot used at the U.S. Nationals for A Song of Ice and Fire that I attended recently. This guy's name is Makoro. He's, he's an NCU for, or a non-combat unit for my great choice. Um, but yeah, he was a lot of fun to paint. I love, he's got really cool volumes. He's got a lot of abs on his chest. They were a lot of fun to paint. He's got, he's got a good face. Like, All the abs. Um, yeah, he's jacked. Yeah, what is that yeah. guy? I don't fucking know. He does a thousand sit-ups a day for yeah. a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, like, something like what that. that. He's got like a ten pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I painted. I painted them on stream. They're like short, hour and a half to two hour long paint jobs. It's hard to know on stream because I'll like take like a ten minute break to like shit on Star Wars for like, you know, whatever, some amount of time and then I'll get back to painting. They look awesome. Like an hour and a half. Thank you. Uh, kidding. It's hard to know. Yeah, like hour and a half, hours. two hours. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. It's like a ten hour paint job for me. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've gotten pretty good in the past at painting single models, like really fast and, and, and pretty good. 
Um, but I'm really bad at like batch painting. Um, it's like a skill that I'm really starting to learn how to do better, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a long road to be better at batch painting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you hate batch painting. I do hate batch painting. Everyone hates batch painting. Yeah. Does anyone scene? enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. No one likes Sickos. it. They yeah. do like to watch videos about it, but oh, not actually do, do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's the misery. Like yeah. one of my good videos was like was like a twenty four hour army thing back in the year, you know, a couple of years ago, and that was like like a bit of a trend. I think I did that, and people just loved how like miserable I was yeah. in the whole experience. <laughs> like I want to go to bed, I hate everything. They're like, yeah, nice, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm sick of my life. I'm ill. They're like, yeah, awesome. Keep painting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what they like about that. Mm. So. They don't have to do it, and then in fifteen minutes it's over, and they yeah. can just go. Yeah, my my twenty four hours are condensed into a twelve minute eight second video with an ad reading. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's exactly what it is. Um, I painted uh, two bugs from the new Ravage Star um, game found thing. You'll hear more about that later. I forgot to oh, wow. bring them. Oh, I bumped. Um, What's that from? It's Ravage Star. So they, Ravage Star 2, it's their new tabletop game, but they released like... Um, they're kind of also proxies for 40k. So this is their Tyranid range. I've seen this. Yeah, and vid. they first came out with like chaos, like bad guy chaos models, and then oh, and then here's the big. Uh, I did the big one too. Ooh, he's glowy. like vo he's like vomiting out. Oh, he's glowy. Eggs, um, dude. The he's the, the white oil glowy. wash with the green on top. It like is like screams to your eyes. Yeah, I want good. I want to have something for like the like the bigger monsters or the leader units. That kind of made them more special yeah. than all of the the chafe. But I still wanted their their basic color schemes to be similar enough where you'd put them all together. He's like, oh, I see. There's the big scary monster over there. He's glowy green. But they all have this kind of autumn color scheme. Otherwise, yeah. yellow to orange to like burnt red. Yeah, on their carapace. Um, and so for that, I just I decided I was the I was just gonna use tricks for the whole painting process. Other than there's a couple of little doing like quick edge highlights to clean it up at the end, but you don't even have to do those. So it was all just airbrushing with inks, um, oil washes, using the fluorescent paint, and then using the liquid pigment based powder stuff, which is a new thing from AK Interactive, which is phenomenal in that it ends up drying and looking just like pigment powders but it's got the fixative in the stuff yeah okay yeah. that sounds like an ideal product and it right. looked pretty good like that dustiness on the base you had yeah, yeah. and i i probably like overdid it because i hadn't really used it before and i was just kind of like messing with it but you could like mix a bunch of different colors slosh it around and then you go through with mineral spirits on a brush or a q-tip and you can just remove it too so it's like feels like you have more control with it but it gets that really matte dusty look oh, i like that in a, a little bottle and they had like eight or ten different kinds of them, and they're all the kind of powder colors that we already use. So I was like, "Dang, this stuff is pretty cool." So I was, it was just basically just using what we kind of label as hacks in mini painting that aren't using acrylic paint on your paintbrush and applying that. Yeah, yeah, right. And so That's doing standard, yeah. So it was like doing that as little as possible, um, and how much can you paint and make it still pop? Because that's the biggest thing that I find is that when people paint stuff to look good on the table to be really clean like the GW box art for most of us it ends up looking boring because there's not enough vibrancy there's not enough like color first punchiness first and clean up second it's more like I need to worry about clean up the whole mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. and when you do that I just feel like I end up like looking at it when it's done and I'm like but when it's three feet away it doesn't 
sing like I wanted it to sing. Kind of like in your recent video, what what um, about your 40k or excuse me, Age of Sigmar Escalation League? What Evan said, where he's like, looking at it now, my Stormcast at the table, they just kind of fade. You know, because it's it's too dark and there's not enough like things that really grab my eye. And that was something Evan learned, which I'm like, I feel that so much oftentimes when I look at my stuff that I've painted at a at a gaming table. Um, so I was like, how can you paint stuff quickly and just get that punch on the front end and then work your way in reverse and decide when to stop when you want to stop? You know, because I think that's a big thing is like if you require to go through all eight steps of your batch painting or your army painting or whatever to get to the point where it's like at, at the end of step eight, it looks awesome. But at the end of step six, it still looks like shit. You're, you're in trouble because what if you don't go all the way through here? It was like after blasting it with inks in an oil wash, it looked solid at the table and then I can play with it. How much more do I want to do? And I don't have to do it the same day. I can come back six months from now and go do those little edge highlights if I want to. Yeah. But it still looks good, and it makes an impact right away. So that was the, the premise of the video. Yeah, I, I feel like the last, like, like you get counterproductive, right, to, like, start on with, like, you might put 10 hours into a model, right? And then you could put, like, 10 more in, and you get, like, 1% extra. Yes. Right? Like, you just stop at yeah. 10 hours and go, okay, they look cool now. Rather than like, do you know what I mean your time starts to work against you? Then you go, that's probably enough. Yeah. Like, if I want to do more, I'll just do it later. Right? Yeah. yeah. You usable. shared a sentiment that was interesting that I didn't know until I did this escalation campaign was that there are people that will paint an army or a unit or whatever to like a low quality standard by their by their standards, and then they'll come back to it and paint it later. And like, in my head can't compute that. Like, mm. when I decide I am done with a thing, I never paint it again. Mm-hmm. But like, that's like a that's like a fine idea. But like that, that that's like a whole new thing for my brain to chew on. It's like trying to make a paint scheme that looks good halfway through. It's like, what does yeah. that even mean? Uh, and so I'm like, now it's like, like I think I want to try out and, and figure that out because I, I, that's not how I currently paint. It, it looks good at the end, pretty much. Yeah. I, well, I think that it, it, it requires you, like you're saying, to think about that before you start. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because otherwise, if you're like, okay, step three is paint all the belts and pouches and bullshit. I was like, fuck me. That's going to take so long. <laughs> And I spent all this time and I look at it at the table and I can't really tell I did anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you got to You got to make that biggest impact in the front. end. I think it's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing to feel like you can have your models out and playing with them much faster if you do everything to through step two or step three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be OK with it. Almost like a mental thing. You have to be yeah. OK with seeing like, OK, I want them to not just look like gray plastic. And then I can decide to one unit at a time or one hero at a time go back and do it so yeah what do you guys think about that idea i don't have an awful lot of experience army painting at all that's okay like but um, yeah what, yeah what are your thoughts though just so to kinda all my models value. look terrible until the last minute yeah okay <laughs> yeah. same yeah, yeah yeah or i'll do something really stupid which i did that work which is i'll paint all the fun bits first mm. and then i'm left with the really boring bits and then it never gets finished yeah yeah, yeah i feel you on that too i did that i tried one time i did the opposite where i painted the base the boots, the back of the model, the torso, and then my favorite part, the face last. And that was like, it was interesting because like my hobby joy was like flatlined through the entire thing. Cause like, I was like, yeah, this base is awesome, but it's a fucking base. And I was like, yeah. at the end, I was like, oh, this face is so much fun to paint, but I'm like kind of low on creative fuel. And so kind of <laughs> yeah. just flatlined. Yeah. Whereas normally it's like, you know, it's yeah. like all the way down to the bottom. So yeah, I don't know if I'd ever do that again. It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible experience. Like kind of starting with the base and stuff like that, but it was just interesting. I- I think you're doing it um, for me anyway. I think you're doing it the right way because 
the start of the project, I'm most excited. So I want to do the things that excite me most at the beginning because I feel like I'm going to do my best version of them. Yeah. If I do it in reverse, I'm just like, I just want to be done. And now the face looks like butts. Yeah. So I'm not going to. I'm not gonna I think the, the way I should be doing it is like base everything, base layers first, that kind of thing. But I don't. I like fully complete. I fully completed the armor, including the dirty down and everything before anything else was even touched. But it kind of did work because I was like, this already looks great. So I'm going to. Yeah. 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 Momentum will see you through. That's what I yeah. find. Because when I'm doing all the little details that you're not even going to hardly notice anyway at the end, I'm like, but I really like all the work I've done so far. So yeah. I'll just use that momentum to try to get me to crawl across the finish line yeah. and finish the yeah. model. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Each small part of the model you finish is like a, a little success. And so it helps you to get through the other parts. That's why I paint each individual part like one at a time when I paint like a single model. Yeah, I suppose you want like maximum hobby joy at like the bits that mean the most, right? Yeah. This is chest, whatever bits. Like, that's where you want to be like the most excited. I find I'm ended up like, I've ended up doing the thing really where like, I, I've done because I've done quite a lot of, like batch painting, like it's tedious, right? And like you go into a new project, I'm really excited about that second edition stuff. I did the same with Terrain. I was like, I love this. I built all my favorite bits first, did all that, and then like I, I don't want to like turn things I love into like a miserable experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you go, okay, I'll do enough there, and I go, right, you know what? That's enough. Like, so I've started doing what you were saying about like having things done, finished to a level. If I want to go back later, I can. Okay, um, so you do this. So I might do a few. Like, have you ever gone back later? Never. And that's <laughs> And no. that's it, right? But the option is yeah. there. So I've got a load Kira. of models that sort of look a bit shit, but they're all right. Like, but like, I find I'll do a couple to like a good standard. Okay, right, I can do that. Yeah. Like, there's like five dudes. They just sit at the front. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've got the, <laughs> the good dudes, the right? Good dudes. Yeah, yeah. Dudes. For the YouTube the video. Put them at the front. Yeah, no, that's yeah, the yeah. thing, man. I did that box set. I'm like, oh, do I really need to do this to all forty of these Gretchen? Like, no. Like, we'll have five good ones, and they'll just be at the front all the time. Like, yeah. And yeah. the other guys, like, who cares if we've not got ten highlights on? But like, that's the thing with that like second edition ninety star, right? It's like endless highlighting. I'm sat there doing. It, I thought this look awful. I thought I've ruined everything. I did a load on a couple. I was like, oh, they look awesome now. Yeah. But, like, it's really time consuming. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll do enough, and I don't want to like ruin it and hate it. So I'll just come back and do more later if I want to and like maybe i do go back to that stuff maybe i don't mm. but like the option's there yeah right? yeah like and they move on doesn't yeah. else right before like i'm at the bottom yeah i'm gonna throw a friend under the bus a little bit right now uh dan was another person in my escalation campaign and he painted his army mostly in contrast paints and there was definitely a previous mini painter in my history like i was definitely at a place where i was holier than thou and thought that contrast paints were shit and like wouldn't make a, a great like uh, result but he gave me his little army to film B-roll for for that video, and those shots look fantastic. They look great. Yeah, they look fan. They look great. And so it's like, dude, like contrast paints, like whatever. If you get them done, like to even like a like a medium level standard or whatever, as an army, they look awesome. So it's like it doesn't like it really doesn't matter that much on an individual miniature basis. And so that was like a huge learning lesson for me, like while while getting done with the army, is that. You know, and I don't need to be meticulous with every single skeleton. Yeah. I think no one else cares as much about your stuff as you do either. That's like, true. That's like, true. I, you know, you know, like someone goes to look at my army, you go, that's cool. You look at it a bit, you go, that's cool. But like, I'm thinking, oh God, I didn't do that bit under there. That cape's not got that, but they don't care. Yeah. Like, it looks cool, and that's fine. Like, it's, like, rather than like, I see a lot of people with the shop and everything, like on tournaments for like unfinished stuff. I think, do you know what? Just get it painted that you're happy and feel like you can play with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. like, like, like YouTube or like being a, like a, a good display painter ever can change that. Like, it forces your hand a little bit, right? I, I can't put out like what I feel is a substandard paint job on a YouTube video. So it forces me to do more than I'd be would want to do sometimes yeah like in your own personal hobby yeah. mm -hmm. like not, i don't personal hobby anymore but exactly that like i'm happy just to get stuff to play do you know what i mean so yeah. it's like but like there's nothing wrong with that which yeah. i mean like, yeah. who cares if you enjoyed that bit and you enjoy playing you get it painted if it's contrast paints and whatever and slap chop and spray cans 
do it. Our first sponsor this week is Gale Force 9 with their new out-of-the-box terrain called Tenfold Dungeon, bringing you to new and interesting sci-fi worlds. Tenfold Dungeon is quick and easy modular terrain that lets you skip the prep and get right to your next battle. Each set unpacks in just a couple of minutes and provides a detailed environment with a one-by-one grid with detachable doors, stairs, barriers, and more. And when you're done, the whole thing packs neatly into its box, making it simple to store and transport for those getaway games. The first wave featured four modular fantasy sets. The castle, the town, the temple, and dungeons and sewers are all completely modular and shipped with a D&D 5e adventure unique to the terrain set. This time around, Tenfold Dungeon has ventured into the world of sci-fi with four brand new sets. Daedalus Station is a seemingly derelict space station with an airlock, life support room, maintenance room facility, control room, hangar bay, and plenty of corridors. Smuggler's Den is the perfect place to hide out with a docking bay, motel, warehouse, repair shop, back alley surgery parlor, and what den of iniquity would be complete without a gambling den. Starship Vengeance is an immaculate and clean internals of a futuristic Voyager, complete with a bridge, engine room, crew quarters, a med bay, science lab, observation room, and brig. Last but not least, the cyberpunk city is a neon-infested future with a nightclub, VIP lounge, corporate offices, an apartment, a credit exchange, and plenty of alleyways for dark and violent encounters. All these sets are perfect for games like Kill Team, Stargrave, Infinity, Starfinder, and even smaller games of 40k. Thank you so much to Gale Force 9 for sponsoring today's episode and their tenfold dungeon with the new sci-fi range. Check out the video description or show notes below to pick them up yourself or find them in a friendly local game store let's get back to the episode all right into the main topic with ollie and kira and we want to talk about youtube running a gaming store running events doing doing all the responsibilities you guys have and and how you juggle that and how you feel about it and what the future holds for you guys and your respective twitch channels and youtube channels and just to know a little bit more about you because for me from an outsider perspective like i'm a youtuber and i'm like I feel like I'm dying all the time. <laughs> Not to be melodramatic, but it's like it's like really hard to do all this stuff. And then I think about running a game store, and then I think about doing the other responsibilities that we'll learn about later on that you guys have. And it's just like, dude, how are you not a husk of a human being? Like you're like both of you. Like I seem to be joyful and like and pleasant to speak to. Like when I'm in a bad place, like I'm a I'm a cunt. I'm a miserable person to speak to. Like I, I have a very hard time like masking my emotions if I'm, if I'm not doing well. Uh, so it's like, I want to know what the sauce is. Is, is it, is it, is it the Mountain Dew? Like what's, what's in the water over <laughs> an island? Zero. Like, yeah. So like, let's, let's talk about you. Like, first of all, uh, first question is like, what are your uh, individual responsibilities as it relates to miniature painting, whether that's, you know, the, the store, the channel, Twitch or anything, what do you guys do? Okay. Um, should I, do you want, should I go first? Yeah. I'll go first. All right. So, I do run the YouTube channel, do all the editing, all the stuff, everything else. So we don't have anyone else who helps with that. That's all me. And as far as YouTube goes, you like like featuring them mm -hmm. more than anything else. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you don't do any editing or anything else or like use cameras. So that part all falls to me. The shop uh, was like my thing to begin with. So like the, the, the money in and the time in for the first year was all me, right? You worked another job mm -hmm. and then you've come into that a bit later on now. So you do a lot more, but you can, you can go through that yourself. And... We've obviously got the kid at home. We've recently started doing distribution for like Kickstarters and stuff. And I only until recently was working like 24 hour care shifts in care jobs. So I would go to like 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. 
working in social care. How recent was this? Um, like last, year last shift was like six months ago, wow. March or something. Okay. The shop's been running for like two and a half years now, and YouTube's been four now. Just hit four years. Um, yeah. So there's quite a lot to like juggle, right? Yeah. Do you sleep? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't sleep. That's that's the main trick. Yeah. I think <laughs> is don't sleep don't at sleep. all. Um, yeah. And you do a fair bit too. But you can you go yeah 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 yeah. I take on most of the shop responsibilities, so okay. I would be like the general manager of the shops, so okay. ordering the stocking, all that sort of stuff, and okay. all and any of the admin. Um, you look after the admin for any of the YouTube stuff, sponsorships, that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, shop admin and everything that that entails. Do you do like financing, like balancing a checkbook and uh, like? No. So he, we have the accountant that does most of that, but he would be, you still do like the payslips. Yeah. So I'll do the accountant, like send yeah. them to the accountant. Do you know what I mean? It's so like, like yeah. that, yeah. we just did like last year's taxes, whatever. Like mm -hmm. that's like, that was a couple of weeks. Yeah. Particularly as the business has evolved, like that element has evolved with it, right? There's no like set thing, right? Just do this, this, this. That's how you do accounting. Like as more elements come into the business, like it gets more complex, right? Okay. So it's got to the point now where like, I've always been self-employed. I was an actor and musician for years. So that part's easy, but then like, as it's gotten more complex and the numbers get bigger and you're dealing with more stuff, okay. like yeah. a slip up will cost me more. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. legally, there's like, legal ramifications if I slip up now, so I can't. Okay. So like, I pay for that with the accountant to do that side, do you yeah. know what I mean? So there's a lot there. I think the more you take on, then it you're sort of here, whereas I'm here because you take on more, so I'll take on the back end of what you were doing. Oh, because you know he, I mean? he leaves the trail of unfinished tasks. <laughs> yeah, I go, sure, I don't do that anymore, I don't do that anymore, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, the destruction yeah. behind me whilst I think about the big stuff. And yeah, then... you're the big ideas man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you relate to this, John, but I have, I have a very hard time understanding what I'm able to accomplish with the time that I have available to me. And so I'll like commit to like various things and like, I, I can't do them all. And so what I just end up doing is like whatever is like on fire and screaming the loudest in front yeah. of my face. That's um, but That's then like, yeah, I leave a wake of just like, like disappointed people that, like, <laughs> that I just didn't finish shit for it. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly just putting out fires, man. That is my job. But every day it's like, right, what's on fire? Yeah. What's like immediate? There's like a task list, right? And anything in the middle never gets done. Right, stuff at the bottom I'll do when I when I'm procrastinating to not do the good stuff. Yeah, I need to do. Okay, so, so I'll do you all do the that. You'll let... at the bottom, yeah. and then I go right. I should probably do that main thing now. Do those things, and then anything like that's like fifth in line just never gets done. Yeah, like, ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot to juggle. I think well, it's 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 slowly grown because we didn't just sort of decide to open a shop. We started out distributing for Geek Gaming, and we had all their stock in, and we were just the EU distributors for them. And then we obviously rented a place to store it all. Realized. We could just open the door and let people come in and buy these things. But then everyone came in and was like, do you have a games workshop? Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, okay. We were like, no, we don't. But I guess we should get it in. And it sort of snowballed from there. Yeah. I, I think so. I was doing that side whilst working with the job. And it got to the point where like, I couldn't like go and do enough order. I couldn't like pack enough orders in the morning or whatever time and go to my job. And I couldn't do it all. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I need help now. Mm -hmm. It's like you have been full time at the shop for like two years mm -hmm. now right yeah like you're like literally salary that's you like done they're your wages that like, i can't be missed right yeah. you know what i mean and, and like and that's how we like manage that side of our relationship but i will say like i i, I did a video a while ago on the shop mm -hmm. i think one comment that actually stuck with me was about like working with your partner and i think that really like hit me some guy was like oh i used to work a business with my partner and i used to see her every day and now that business is gone and i don't see her anymore and like, actually, like, I think we work really well together. Yeah. And like, I, I would miss that now. Like, yeah, if we we're really working, good I wouldn't see you ever. But I think people would be surprised. Like, I know when I, I worked in a pharmacy before I worked um, here, but everyone was like, oh, you're, you know, you're going to work with your partner. Are you sure about this? Like, I was like, yeah, I think so. Because I think everyone expected it to be a disaster. Yeah. We do work really, really well together.
yeah yeah it's, 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 it's a few bits like i think we've learned to understand as well mm-hmm. but how we work differently like i'm like you're literally like that I'm running through shit everywhere behind me everything's on fire whatever but focus on one thing and you'll be like oh i've just picked all this shit up yeah. I mean, it feels yeah. like that. Well, I have a secret stash of pens that I won't tell him where it is. Uh, okay, that he's lost over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah you okay. have your stuff that I don't know about. Yeah. So yeah. as someone who has to order the product from vendors, do you have any horror stories? Or like, what's the worst vendor to deal with? Like stock-wise, response time-wise? Who's, who's, who's the big bad? Oh, mm, okay. Do we do it? Do we out? Do we out? Say yeah. I fucking know who it's gonna be. That's why I asked the question. I don't, I don't, I don't think sure. I don't think you do. Oh, I don't. Think you do. I don't. Okay, because I've heard one consistent answer from all the store owners that I know. I'm sure they all hate Games Workshop, right? They hate Games Workshop. Yeah. They, no. Like until until the corn world eaters release, they've been like I'd have been like an advocate for them being my favorite. Yeah. Wow. Do. Okay. Like, Me too. I love to hear that. Okay. If there's like damage issues or whatever, they just go short. No problem. We'll sort you out. They're like only this last. I want to say like six months is not as longer now, isn't it? Since last Christmas, they started to really mess us about on pre-orders, right? They'll go, oh, yeah. So Monday, you put your order in. For the Saturday, the pre-order goes live. And the Monday, they go, yeah, sure. We'll give you 10 of these and 10 of them and two of them, whatever. It's all good. You pay for that. Friday, you get the invoice come through and it goes, oh, no, later than that. You sell it all on the weekend. So right, we promise you pre-orders. And then Monday morning, you get your invoice through and it's been like your shipping delivery invoice. And it goes, oh, none of them are on there. And you go like, uh, you find your account manager. Like, where's all those things? What do you mean? We ordered like that, 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 and we paid for it like you pay for it as a credit right so you don't pay for the box you pay for like a credit limit um and then they go like oh yeah we just cancelled them all in their warehouse because we don't have enough and i'm like i fucking sold like like a load of product to people and i have to message people being like sorry like i have to cancel your order yeah. like this pisses people off like it's not my fault at all yeah but, like i'm only doing what i'm promised i never oversell and people i think do oversell sometimes you know they might sell more than they got hoping they can get more later yeah. well we don't do that i literally get what i get and that's fine but that's been happening a bit more lately so that's really like started to grate a bit do you know what i mean like, i think they're just having issues on their end yes yeah. um their customer service towards us is always great like if yeah. stuff turns up damaged or missing they'll sort us out and okay but who's the real big bad who's the worst one you have to say the name like asmaday asmaday them man okay <laughs> they're the worst they're, they're big enough that you can throw them yeah, under the absolutely, bus absolutely yeah. i can yeah, I, yeah. like man like they're like they'll promise you pre-orders but never give them like at least games workshop i know most of the time i'm getting something okay. they'll just go oh, yeah sure why don't you sell all these boxes yeah i sell them all and then they go we're not sending you any actually <laughs> and you go oh great i'll just refund like all this stuff again <sighs> and like that like we can't even put pre-orders up because i don't trust it i don't trust them yeah. ever and like yeah. damages they go uh you can have like a few percent off or you can like send it all back and i'm like well i can't really sell it because it's knackered but it's costing more money to send it back so i'll just live with my broken shit that you sent yeah. me wow um, okay th- and they're like the pre-orders are always a bit of a mess like that they're yeah. really tough to do because they do everything right so like everything we sell like isn't games workshop is basically just them so whether it's card stuff or anything so we spend a lot with them right and i just feel like i don't really give a shit right have you ever had a mm. last, like i think probably the bigger account you are the more they help you out probably yeah. yeah yeah i feel like we don't get i think we're like oh last thing sure you can have a little bit if you want i'm like oh great like yeah. Okay. But it means we can't pre-order anything, which means the bigger stores are selling them. So if, if a bigger chain store has it two months in advance where you can pre-book it, you're going to do that. But they get given more stock and we might not, they might say your maximum you can order is eight. So we'll say, right, we'll get eight, but we can only put like two up for pre-order because we don't even know if we're going to get those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the problem is it leaves with the like lumps of stock where you're like, oh, I actually got eight. And I'm like, well, I didn't sell eight now because I wasn't sure. Yeah. So like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's their biggest. We learned that the hard way as well. We learned yeah. that with some big releases and we were like, that's great. They said we can get 20 of these. We'll sell 20 of them. I'm literally emailing going like, can we have like, you know, can we have 20? Like, yep, definitely. There you go. There's your sales invoice. There's your, oh, great, pay for that. Yep, perfect. And then they just send it. And you're like, oh, that okay. Was, I have to refund. Like, that, that was, was awful. That was brutal. Yeah, you hated that. 
that was so anxiety ridden sending people emails be like i'm so sorry i know this is you really really want this but we didn't get that's it a, that's a, and that's they think you're making it up as well most of the time and that's the problem right customers it, they, like damages customer trust then right like yeah. ultimately it's us like doing our best but we do anytime we do with other things or other people that's where shit gets more difficult right mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like what asmodee and gw and anyone who does that kind of thing doesn't really realize is that a lot of the, the lifeblood of like their business comes from people that are buying stuff at local game stores and so if you're damaging the reputation of a local game store mm -hmm. you're damaging potential future sales right mm -hmm. then you have asmodee who does stuff like they now own miniature market and they sell product from Azaday on Miniature Market at a discount below MSRP, undercutting stores. Mm -hmm. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It kind of, it kind of feels like a little bit of like, like auto ca cannibalization here, like kind of just eating their own like business. But um, there are we'll, a few we'll, companies that do that, right? Like, yeah, they'll, oh, they'll there are. Are there more? Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, oh, we'll do a fifty percent discount off something, or we'll give away like they'll sell on you a load their of books. own website yeah. that yeah, they own and operate. They'll sell you a load of books or something, and then they go, oh, we're doing a thing where we're giving away free books. I'm like, Fuck, I've just bought like whatever twenty of these rule books, and now <sighs> people just go and download it for free, and I'm sat on this massive <laughs> box of things I'm never going to sell now. And like, I suppose the one thing Games Workshop do do that sucks is like because they re do a lot of rule books and data cards and shit. Like, man, when the edition changed, I've just got like a giant box of like fifty data cards that they like. You take ranges on, right? So you take like, I'll take this range on and every range you take on like protects you. You can send one of those products back if like they change the rule, but you can send the rule book back. What's a range? So like you, so you, so if you, if you wanted to open an account with Games Workshop, you'd, you'd have to buy the BSA, whatever it's like basic something, whatever, BSF, foundation range. And you have to buy this, these things. Okay. Here's like 50 products. They're best screen starter sets. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Paints, Paint, paints. paints, something. Yeah. And that's where you start. And you go, okay. So you'll see a lot of those actually in like garden centers or like flower shops where someone's gone out, they've phoned them and said, oh, you might want to sell this. And they take it on. They think, oh, sure. They don't really know. And then they might not sell any more than that. But they'll have that range sat there, like a Sylvan starter set and whatever things they mm -hmm. say are their best sellers. And then you go, okay. So anything on that, that gets changed. So they go, right, that codex is old now. If, you, if you've got that range, you can send one of those codexes back. We'll credit you for the cost. Great. So, do you know what I mean? They give you a bit of protection. So, the more ranges you take on, like 200A, 200B, BSA, Paint 360, Paint 210, whatever. These are things that you have to stock. Um, but they'll save you a little bit. But, like, some of those things aren't on there. So, like, data cards, right? Like, we, I think the World Eaters Codex was the last one out in ninth edition. Like, two weeks later, they go, oh, that's useless now. I'm just sat there with a load of, like, World Eater books and stuff that are worthless now. Yeah. Like, I've got a box of, like, a grand that is just not going to sell for anything. Mm. It's just damn. Yeah. So, like, but that happens with all of them a little bit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of shit. Kind of comes to the territory in a way, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. You have to just eat that cost. Yeah. John, are you alive over there? I haven't heard yeah, your voice no, no, in like no, three I'm years. Just listening. <laughs> yeah, I'll shut up. Just now. listening. This is the problem whenever we have guests on is that I just like rapid fire questions and John has zero opportunity to ask. I need to drink my Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the, the question that I had was so the name of your YouTube channel is Broadsword Wargaming. Broadsword Wargaming. And. You on Twitch are known as Kira Elven Blood. Elven, it was Elven something, and I couldn't remember. And I was like, "Is it Elven Butt? Is it Elven Wings? <laughs> Is it more Elven?" I like that. <laughs> um, it's not too late to change it. Um, <laughs> and the name of your shop is it's Broadsword Wargaming. Broadsword. Is it too late to change the name of your shop and your YouTube channel to Broadsword Wargaming? Broadsword. Broadsword. I mean. It feels to me like it's just a, it's like your name, but 10% better. Just saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm mean. I'm on a broad sword. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
that's the guy who did the hero quest video do you remember that yeah that's, oh, that's the guy yeah. oh, that's yeah. the, guy's name. Yeah. That, the like bearded guy whatever his name is like bard gargoyle bard cast bard, bard something bearded bard or something yeah, 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 he's like, yeah, yeah. the gargoyle the greatest game ever played like, yes that guy yeah yeah, Him. and that's that's where every time I see the name of your channel come up <laughs> on my subscriptions, I'm just like, all I say here in my head is Broadsode. Broadsode. <laughs> so that's just that's take that take that nugget with you as you leave today. Yeah, I'll take you one of your nuggets. How do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> it's B R O D E S O D E. Broadsode. Broadsode. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, and then what you do is then you you have to track down probably on eBay the old original Hero Quest card for the broadsword and then you like frame it and put it on the wall in your shop <laughs> I have that so. card. Oh there you God. go it's, it's this is fate this is destiny this yes is, this is all yes yeah. but that's your new logo yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's just the old the sword card it's oh, just way cooler <laughs> yeah you like five years ago when i started this stupid shit picking <laughs> 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 up shit names <laughs> speaking of broadsword you also run events at your store i recently saw you did a tournament and like the first place winner got a got a sword they got a broadsword right so they get to weird it's like the slayer sword they, get, they don't get the sword. Yeah, they, they, they get, get the to sword. wield the sword. Oh, they like. get the sword at, at Golden Demon. <laughs> yeah. Do they keep it? Yeah. But I haven't got that much money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. That's like, I can't afford to give people swords. You get a selfie with Handing out it. swords willy-nilly. What is this? I <laughs> yeah. got a sword. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you get a trophy with a little sword, but that's, that's, okay, that's, okay. that's, that's, that's as good cool. as you get. get fucked. <laughs> What are you doing? You're throwing me under the bus, man. Imagine, imagine Gold Demon. You want a Slayer sword after all that work and they fucking take it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Games uh, Workshop. No, no, no. no. It's fine. It's a totally different thing, but I just, I'm imagining that. that people would be so fucking livid. Yeah, right, okay, hilarious. I'm going to have to do that now then. You've done that now. Next yeah. 40k event, I'll give away a fucking sword. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It'll be tiny. It'll be fine. It'll be like a paper yeah, cutter no, paper thing. One. Yeah, yeah, paper yeah. knives. Yeah. Um, Short sword. Yeah, no, we did. Short sword. Shit sword. Yes. Um, but I'll be around Ireland's largest 40k event again, um, breaking my own record by one. And nice. Yeah, I think we had it's like 60 people. Um, so we run it in a hotel. People. We yeah, run we it in a hotel in the same town as our store because it's too big for us. Yeah, it's like a big convention room, a couple of convention rooms. Like actually now, I've outgrown that place. I think I could do 80 quite comfortably now. But like finding a venue that isn't like a thousand people. Do you know what I mean? Like the gap oh, between yeah, like yeah. 60 to like, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, we'll just do 85 tables. Or like that's like, doesn't exist. It's now like you either need a giant place that costs you like 10 million grand a day or like no bigger. So I don't know. I said if I sold this one out and had a reserve list, we sold out in like two days. Like wow. if I had a reserve list again, I had a reserve list like 20 odd. I said if I had this is the second in a row that's happened, I was like, I'll go bigger. But now like, gotta find a bigger place people love it like people are already asking can they be put on a pre-pre-pre list for the next one wow pre pre yeah a pre 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 list three pre the four pre's pre pre broad sold shit sold yeah they've gone really well the last one was the smoothest one so far yeah um it's a lot of learning with each one you know we had our friends come over from england that run their tournaments they helped us with the first one because they had the experience um, but yeah, people love it. I think as well, because it's in a hotel, people can stay there and drink and have a good time. There you go. Yeah. And you've put the effort into the quality. So the mats are great. The tour- uh, the terrain is all matching. The terrain is great. Like, yeah. So you had to find someone to paint that stuff and like put it together and commissioned me. it? Yeah. Oh, you did it. Hey, me, I just spray- you, you painted and assembled uh, 30 tables worth of terrain? Yeah. Yeah. It, believe me, it was not easy the, f- the first time. Oh, no, I believe you. You didn't say anything. I believe you already. It was the, um, the, the circles. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we didn't have enough of the, the little circles that you need. What was it? Rough terrain or something? something? Like that, yeah. Um, so it was us like 3 a.m. the night before. You were cutting it out of foam. I had a balled up 
thing of tinfoil texturing it like this while you were spraying it out the back. It was yeah. awful. I sent you home and I was like, I'll just be done in a bit. It's like 6 a.m. I was like, yeah. Jesus, put this train out. And it's like, right, event starts at 7 or whatever. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Here I am again. I didn't go to bed. Okay. Right. I want, do you guys feel the same way as well? Where it's like, uh, my wife will be like, are you almost done like editing that video? I'm like, yeah, I like I finished editing the video. But like after I finished the edit, there's like six more hours of work. Mm -hmm. There's like the audio, there's music, there's making a thumbnail and Tyler's uploading it, doing the description. There's like posting it on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and making sure everyone's got the visibility they need if I get to perform well. It's like there's a lot of work after I click render, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. That, That's I'm always like that. I'm like, oh, I'm nearly done now. Like I've did the voiceover and everything's kind of done yeah. i've done now i won't be that long you're like uh-huh uh-huh well, i try like, and get you to because sometimes you'll stay up really really late to get it done but it still won't get done so i'm like there's no point staying up till five in the morning and it's still not getting done you may as well just go to bed at one and yeah. just do it the next day yeah i, I think i hit a clock now like on like whatever whatever i'm doing might be like 1 a.m like okay if i'm nowhere near finished like let's just bin this off and get up early or do it the next day but if it's like okay i can probably push through till three and get it done i'll do it mm. there's a time i get then i think actually like you say it's that bit where i'm like well, i'm done now but it's like the fiddly bits like editing the audio effects or like adding the music in and pissing around the thumbnails like thumbnails takes ages right really. yeah um yeah. and that's like i can have the best video in the world but put a shit thumbnail and no one's gonna watch it so yeah um, so that's where like that's where the money bit is isn't it that's what you need yeah. to like stick your money into like your yeah. time into yeah, unfortunately, it comes at the end of the process for a lot of people, and just feels like you know, like like painting a miniature. You kind of you kind of run out of steam at that point. Mm. So it's like whatever. I'll put my face in it and a model and a red arrow, and I'll be like, magic, and yeah. then it's yeah. like good enough. <laughs> best thing in the universe ever. <laughs> never Ultimate th- evil realistic thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. Just saying magic. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that would work. It would. Yeah, yeah. Little sparkles too. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. We'll all do a video and we'll just put the same title, like magic. Yeah. And we'll see what wins. Like, yeah. Sounds like a good idea. How do you win the internet? I want to do that. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds like a good solution. <laughs> so but like, what? But you do a bit of like, you know, quite a lot of other bits too, right? You do like, the, you had the Kickstarter, you got like the miniatures, you've got like loads of stuff going on. So like, you get the same thing, right? Surely? Uh, yeah, I guess just on paper, running a small business, uh, then also doing like a store, which is another another business, and then doing fulfillment. Like I... It's very, I can see very clearly how many hours of work that is. Mm. Like when you think about running a podcast, it doesn't seem like a lot of hours of work, um, but it, it really can be a lot, but it's like, it's like sneaky. It's like, I'm going to spend an hour dealing with sponsors, uh, writing scripts, making sure they approve of them and things like that. And then it's like, oh, okay, I didn't even realize that was time that I lost. Mm. But like when you mentioned that you had to deal with like some thousands of boxes of, of uh, a Kickstarter campaign to fulfill that, like I could feel for me, that's an entire day gone. Oh. And so it's like, I'm like, that's that's the worst feeling for me in the world. Like when I know I'm just going to lose time immediately when I have to do a task. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to do what I wanted to do today. I have to do this thing that's going to absorb my entire day. And like my mood is so tied to how like how much work I perceive myself as completing. So if I if anything gets in the way of what I think I want to do in a day and I don't get it done, that's like my mood is totally off. So like I hear those things and I, they, they just translate to hours of work so obviously to me. So it feels like like way more of a lift. Mm. I mean I don't know maybe I'm wrong. No, um, you're probably right. Yeah, we're all in yeah, kind of a similar boat ish, but yeah, who knows? I, I think I've had to like learn. That's my main thing I've learned to deal with actually this last like year or two is like realizing I'm not going to get done what I want to get done, right? Or like sometimes you just have a losing day, right? You know days you just don't win. Like emails are a bit shitty. You might get like some some other problems crop up. And I, I, I used to like fight that and be like, right, no, like I've got to do all these things. I'm going to get it all done. And, and you just don't. I've just accepted that like days like that, if I make any progress in something is good enough, right? And like some days everything goes great, right? And you get all this, whatever, all the things come in and stuff. But some days it's just shit and you have like a bad day. But like, it's like dealing with that mentality, I think constantly. 
Um, because like there's so many aspects that can go wrong in so many different things or you can have a day where everything goes right and you're like this is the best day ever and the next day it's all shit like okay. that's some wisdom you're speaking yeah. wisdom into my life right now yeah that's it because i'm still I'm, I'm at that phase where i'm just like fighting it don't fight it yeah. you can't win win the next day yeah okay. you know i mean goddamn should write a fun. book that, that yeah put that on a t-shirt yeah, right like win you the can't next, win. win win the you next can't day. win yeah. just you can't win you <laughs> can't win yeah, yeah, don't yeah. bother like, <laughs> wasting your time do something else um that's what my wisdom would be yeah it, the cover of the book is just you holding that tiny sword like this <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't my, win the brown sword yeah, you yeah. can't win against this guy it's yeah. like, okay, what? you can't win it's a big clock that's i mean clickbait right there I've yeah. heard like that. that works it's my idea no none of you can't you can win um yeah, I think that's what I'd do, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what I want to know is from both of you, what is your favorite thing and least favorite thing about um, running a gaming store? Like, what do you love and what do you hate for, like, the responsibilities that you have to do or or, or, or otherwise? I think, I think I already know what your answer would be for your favorite thing as well, is you do get um, the motivation and the gratification from people coming in and introducing people that are really excited that want to get into it and don't know where to begin and you see because I'm I'm only into the hobby in the last few years but for you it's been since you were a kid so you can give that experience that you had to these other kids that are coming in mm. um, which is great for me to see as well that's cool okay. that's probably both of our favorite part both yeah. yours okay okay yeah Right. Yeah, it's okay. nice, right? Like it's like an, like if you get like a, a like a feedback. Do you know what I mean? Where like you do videos, you just pump stuff out and you get comments and stuff, but it's a bit more like it's not it's not as it doesn't feel as real, right? Like, disconnect, yeah. disconnect. But yeah. when you're there, like I do demo for like like me and my two brothers started. I started like in '92, right? Like 30 odd years ago. So like, I was born. Yeah, there you go. I was like, I was only a kid, like, um, but like we started <laughs> back then. And um, Wait, were you five years old? Yeah, that's when I got my first when set, you, man. What the fuck? Five? Was that, was it White Dwarf, right? On you know, like. Um, that's what, that was what you it was. Were, you were ignoring the age limitation, clearly. There was, there was no way. I had two older brothers too, right? So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah they do it. Like, you do it a bit. Yeah, you were five years old. We started playing like Warhammer yeah, and shit. Painted my first Eldar then. That's, that's crazy. That's what it was. And I've never not done it since. And I'm 36 now. So like, yeah. Um, but I mean, sure, it was a bit later when I got into it more. Like, But I always did it since then. And that's the main thing that's like kept us all together over the years as well. It's like, we're all like, we're all still into it. Um, so... Yeah, I enjoy that, like passing that knowledge down and seeing like, there's like three kids came in the other day and they're like yeah. eight, 10, 15 or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, like, and they love it. And you're like, and the dad comes in, he's like, oh man, my kids love this. Like, yeah. it's, thank you so much. And you're like, oh, like, it's all right. Like, but even when it's not kids, it's there was no community in our town at all before we opened that shop. And now through maybe the first year, there's people that are, there's a, there's a quite a tight knit friendship group that's come together because of it. And um, they're always coming in and, you know, booking games together and meeting up for all the events and everything. So it's nice to facilitate it, really. Okay, wow. Okay, so you get to see that as well. Not, yeah. not just the individual, uh, like, growth, but also the growth of a community that you are exactly. responsible for. Hmm. That's amazing. Okay, so what's the worst part of the job now? It's just really hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot. It's just really hard. Yeah. It's like even we're here, like, on holiday, on vacation, and it's just constant. There's always something we have to make sure is, is done or arriving. It's probably the same for any business owner. I don't think it's particularly um, just because it's a gaming store or anything. It's just it's always on. There's always, always something happening. And there's always something going wrong yeah. as well. Yeah, I wake, I've been on holiday, and I'm like, oh, there's an annoying email about something. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. got to deal with this. I've got like 10 missed calls from some things turning up somewhere, and someone can't get hold of me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm away. The emails are switched, like, don't talk to me, but it doesn't matter. Like, do you know what I mean? You still have to deal with stuff ultimately. Right. right. I can't just like go, sure, see you later. Like, That's the size we are. I think maybe if, you know, if we ever get bigger, we'll have more people to help. And yeah. at the moment, it's just, it's just, it's just hard paddle. Us. It's just yeah. us, yeah. Is it trending that way? Are you trending toward growth, more employees, larger square footage? I, I think that'll probably next 
next big step would be a bigger shop but like yeah. right now ireland's like it's crazy prices so like this, i can't afford a bigger shop i could do it but then it would just damn it like we're safe at the moment do you know what i mean like i don't really take much wage from like the shop or anything you do we have another employee as well um and like that that's we're kind of safe but like i want to would want to grow more but it's a big risk right it's mm -hmm. scary and that's why like you see a lot of people may pick on a lot of like business debt or assets and they've got a lot of money tied up places and like and the business can fail because you know there's a lot of overheads right and if you can't yeah. manage that you, we're, we're kind of slowly growing in a, in a safe way rather yeah. than taking out like huge loans and getting a huge premises and hoping for the best you know yeah yeah we had that with a my local one of my local stores that they did that they in their first like three years of opening they moved twice and then a year and a half after their last move they closed mm -hmm. you could just tell that they did too much too quick and they they didn't think about it in a, in a growth mentality that it's sustainable. Yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, which I, it kind of maybe deals with the frustration you deal with distributors, is the differences between our hobby and something that's, I guess you could look at it as a parallel, something like, like video games. So online, you can go online and buy any video game you want. You could also go to a gaming store um, in person and those are kind of a dying thing because there's no real value of a brick and mortar store to buy video games anymore because you just go home and play it by yourself anyway as opposed to um, min the miniature war gaming and even card games and even role-playing games things like that where you kind of live and die by the community you have and you guys talked about the community that's kind of grown um, alongside your store um, do you feel like that your you have an impact on how many people play or you're just bringing them together or maybe a little bit of both um we a lot of our customers had never they're in they're into the lore and that's mm. what brings them through the door mm. and they haven't bought any minis before they haven't played a game before and now they're they're playing in tournaments and it's it's gone from there so yeah i think we are bringing in new new people who would have had an interest anyway. Yeah, you know I mean? as it's like boomed through COVID, right? And you've had like, even stuff like Henry Cavill having any interest in it all. It's like, actually, we have people coming through the door going, oh, mum, Henry Cavill likes this. And like, which is crazy to have that in like a reality, but like is a, is a like the biggest advocate we have of that kind of thing, right? Of like wow. Warhammer. So like actual people, I never thought that would happen, but like people do and they go, oh yeah, I've watched a video on something or I saw like, they, you know, Warhammer Games Workshop were doing like, video adverts on sky tv and stuff and like if you go to nothing where i where i live for a long time it's where warhammer world is on the buses side of buses it's there and like for, for whatever slightly off topic i guess whatever people like say about them like they're the ones plugging money into the industry right i think everything else filters because of their input and they're, they're so big and they're, they're the ones spending i don't know how much it cost to run it and have that on sky tv like i'm guessing a lot right and like i couldn't afford it do you know what i mean so like they're doing it and like and then at the, at the same time like the, for what we bring to the community is like people are interested in it and we can introduce them to it and then you introduce them and they introduce their friends and then they make a friend with someone else who, who wanted mm. to play it and they kind of grow it themselves then right like mm -hmm. I, I i can't like i can't shape necessarily what's popular but like like 40k magic the gathering Yu-Gi-Oh are probably yeah, things yeah. people play the most in the shop like age of sigma not really but then other people play like lord of the rings there's like a little group that play that now and like they get interested and they introduce each other to games so i might do like an open demo day for marvel and star wars and come and have a go at whatever you like i'll run you through what i can 
and you play it yourselves. And Marvel then they- has really taken off, and yeah. it's because we ran a couple of demo day- games um, days, and the people who were always coming in for 40k were like, well, check out this other game system. Yeah. And it just has kind of snowballed from and there. And there's been a transition from Magic people now playing 40k, and one does it and goes, oh, I'll get a split starter set. And then that happens. So, like, mm. it kind of grows like organically, but, you know, we, we can have an input in the beginning of that. And I'm always there, like, honestly not like a pushy salesperson i'd never sell something someone didn't need like if anything i probably should like sell more but mm-hmm. I, but but i don't do you know what i mean because like i don't want someone to go home and be disappointed and say oh, i wasted my money like i'd rather someone go home and be happy with that because that's the altruistic hobby part of me that's the reason i started a channel and started a shop is because i was a kid and people don't have that anymore that doesn't exist anymore so like give people that that's that's why i do it mm-hmm. really um okay. like you know that's amazing. Um, so I think everyone knows that probably your biggest seller at a wargaming store is probably GW products or Magic the Gathering. I don't know if you actually carry like those cards, but I'm kind of curious what's the what's like second and third place for you? Like like what company, what game system, what hobby product? Like what what are like some of your bigger your bigger sells? Trading cards. Trading cards. Yeah. Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, all of those. All of that. Okay, okay. But for like the actual miniature wargaming or painting hobby, what's like second and third place? So like like miles ahead of space marines right right then like yeah. then it, it pretty much sticks to 40k like age of sigma pretty pretty quiet goes okay. occasionally but then like we, we get, try our best to get everyone into age of sigma but you love it's, it. it's 40k that people want um <laughs> but like paints yeah. hobby products paints man paints like we stock mm. what do you do vallejo duncan's ones we do g-dub ones we started doing some like a little bit of army painter army painter mm-hmm. a bit of like the express paints 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 man paints yeah cards Effects. space marines yeah that's like because i guess everyone uses paints though right no matter right. what you're painting yeah so like exactly. it's, it's, it's like global whereas like you might not be into something okay in game. is it mostly citadel products or is it also like vallejo or other stuff vallejo, vallejo it's a good well. mix yeah um, i think when the dunker stuff was like newer out as well people were quite excited to get their hands on that and like right. with it being in the eu like we get like stuff, vallejo is cheaper for yeah, us yeah like we can sell vallejo cheaper than the uk because we're not paid any imports right um. but our dunker's more expensive because it comes from the uk so we pay imports so like Anything European, we can normally do a better price, but anything English, we get like stung a bit because, mm-hmm. right. so you have to put in a bigger order then, but then you sat on more of it. So it gets harder to stock a range. So it's like, it's where you invest we're, your money. We're always trying to come up with new hobby products to stock. Like we've got still water on the way, just all those little things because people, people want them. They just always add them in. Yeah. Like yeah. Diorama stuff. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. Okay. But that's exciting though, too, because so many of the great hobby com or hobby, hobby companies are from the EU. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff Spain. in Spain and, yeah. and in Germany. They mentioned Gamergrass yesterday. We love Micro Tufts from Gamergrass. Yeah. Yes. Like, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love Gamergrass. You need to get some AK Interactive in there, too. Yeah. We've, got, we've got the, the tubs. tubs. Of the yeah, I do want to get more on it. Basing stuff? Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. nice. The, yeah. They do a paint manager, don't they? Yeah, the, the AK third generation acrylic line. It's like Vallejo. Um, but it's better. So that's, okay, that's, that's more consistent. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I just I love that range. Yeah, but then they got all sorts of wild stuff like those liquid pigments. They have like fluorescent, crazy enamel pigments. And then if you ever want to get into the enamels for the grim dark stuff, I think that's from 40k perspective. There's all sorts of crazy stuff that there's out there. But yeah, what the kind of things that when I think of stuff that we're jealous that we don't get because it's such a pain to get stuff from EU companies, especially in local stores um that you guys can get all sorts of goodies yeah we're not in a bad spot right like even getting stuff in from america is not the worst like getting stuff from the uk you know if you're not VAT registered obviously it'd be terrible because you just lose all that money but we can at least claim the VAT back now so you're just paying the handling 
which companies now just rip the piss out of you really but you pay for that too right mm -hmm. like so you get hit places but yeah europe's not a bad spot because we're a bit more central than like mm -hmm. i mean i get access to a lot of stuff like europe's big yeah. right and then like yeah yeah. I love getting new stock in. I get to fulfill like all my online shopping. Free shopping. Yeah. You just say like that's for me as you yeah. open the box. Yeah. You're probably my most costly thing. So, <laughs> absolutely. Like, you're the biggest expense. Yeah, you go like, oh I'll do this four four combat patrol painting challenge. You just like look at me and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> expensive. Can I, take, can I take those dark angels? Yes. Can I take that? Yes, yes. And I go, I've got no fucking stuff to sell. And then like I go, I had ten of these and you've got eight now. Why? Oh, I took I took two paints off there. And one of these and like yeah. still on my brushes still everything really don't i kind of want to start a game it's, store now yeah. so. no, you want to go out with someone who owns a game store <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Free. i'll ask amber to do yeah, it yeah, yeah. Get to do it. free stuff then yeah okay yeah so you said that you had a warehouse is that is the warehouse but before you started the store that you did your shipping out of for um luke's old stuff mm -hmm. um is it are you in the same location is it still like a big warehouse or did you move oh no so our, our our store is is very small it's up a level of stairs and then we've got our store then you can go up some more stairs and we've got a small gaming space where people can book tables but out the back of our store is where our warehouse is and it's it's, it's like bigger than our store it's massive the warehouse is massive but it's up a two thin flat of stairs so like no pallets right oh so it's, it's a ball like upstairs is like the gaming room but also doubles up as my studio so my lights are in there and stuff but i have to shovel that shit to the side then people can play there's a couple of tables up there so that doubles up there but then we have like an outhouse as well like that we use which is shit like rickety like holes in the walls whatever but it's fine now like it's like a bit of work on it it's a bit dry and stuff so that's where like we tend to distribute from it's not the shop if pallets are coming in if it's like just us packing shop stuff it's the shop if it's like distribution stuff it's from an outhouse like um which we're quite fortunate really to have access to yeah that's like a lot of space oh. actually yeah so it's that's pretty good it in america the term outhouse means an old uh a bathroom that didn't have plumbing. So when you said we have an outhouse, I just oh, imagined toilet. a toilet, which is just a hole in the ground with shit in it. And you're like, we just put it out in the outhouse. I'm like, just, just flushing people's products down. Yeah, did, did you send that? Yeah, I sent or it. Yeah. dropping it down yeah. the pit yeah. really is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I sent it all and just keep flushing it down. Yeah. Why do my yeah. space marines smell like poo? It's not more like, like a shed like this space, right? Like it's like a big, okay. you know, like a, Irish people just love having like work sheds. It was yeah. a turf shed. It's a converted yeah. turf shed. But like every Irish house, like an old man has like a workshop. Yeah. Like they just Somewhere love outside in, in the garden. In the garden. Yeah. Workshop. Just, just get away from all the screaming kids. I think that's probably <laughs> it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, one yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have a question for you. Like what, uh, barring, barring buying a product and then like it being outdated when it arrived to you, what was like the least performant thing you bought for the store where you were like hyped about it you're like oh this is gonna sell like hotcakes and then it just fucking went nowhere <laughs> they both did, what, what, for what? the audio listeners they both just looked at each other and smiled what and it's, like, I, what? it's like do we shit on this thing and the answer is fucking yes what would i get rid of if i could just get rid of it all and go back yeah, to time? That, that too yeah that too like maybe not even an expectation but it just, it just didn't sell well and it was just like a waste of space Kings of War. Kings of War. Kings of War. As, Romantic. As, which I, it's a fun game. It's easy. You, you really enjoy the game. Yeah. It's not the game we have an issue with. It's just, just nobody's It's just not big enough. So it just doesn't sell. So I've got like 
shit ton of that. Like, I'd love to just get rid of it all. But yeah. I think the problem it? with Kings of War is... <laughs> you want, you you want, want it. No, we no. are trying to get rid of it. Yeah. 20% How many more sales can we do? Like, yeah. <laughs> Buy Kings of War, people. But they don't update it very often, which is kind of why people like it, I think, because it's not like Games Workshop where you constantly have to redo your army. Yeah. Because you don't have to redo your army, people buy their army once and they're set for life. So they don't yeah. need to come back and buy more off us. So, yeah. you, know? So, you know, that's the problem, right? People, like, for a shop, like Games Workshop, like, we live and die a little bit on Games Workshop pre-orders. It was like some mad Space Marine week or Big Tyranny week or Big Box Set week. Good for us. If it's like Age of Sigma, then Necromunda, then Warcry, like that's three like lean weeks, right? That's beans. That's beans. You're eating beans for the week. Wow. So it's that. Is that specific? It, it can yeah. really hurt. Yeah. Like you know, we can. We have Damn, like. Damn. Forty k. You can last a week or two, right? And then you go, oh shit! Like the bills are coming in. The VAT bills due now. Rent's due, and you're like, we've had like three shit pre-order weeks. Yeah. Like. And like, say no magic's come out and Asmodeus said, right, fuck you, you're not getting any Pokemon stuff. Then you're in trouble. Then you're like- Asmodeus Pokemon? Yeah, they, yeah, do, yeah. they do everything. They literally, anything you buy that isn't Warhammer, basically, Asmodee do it. Other than magic, that's- No, they do magic. Wizards of the Coast do it, but magic, Asmodee yeah. distribute We get it from- Did Asmodee buy wizards? No, they just have the rights for the, the distribution. distribution. Oh, okay. uh, so Star Wars, Marvel, Shatterpoint, Game of Thrones for a while, Fantasy Flight stuff. All our cards. Yu-Gi-Oh, magic, us. Pokemon, they all come from Asmodee, which is why like, I hate them when they mess up because it's <laughs> such a massive element of our shop. Like, yeah. Dang. Um, so yeah, they do that. So when you have a couple of lean weeks, then you're like, oh shit. And then it comes around again and you go like, the Leviathan box is here, thank God. Like, okay. um, yeah, so there's you... been a lot of talk about Asmodee and Monopolies. Yeah. They have, a, yeah. They have a very much teetering on the edge. Well, I would say f over the edge of 100%. being considered a, mon a Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with a lot of these these bigger games where you, you can't go to somebody else and be like, Asmodee's been screwing us for so long. I'm just going to go through this other distributor instead. And because of that, then they can have terrible customer service or not fulfill your orders or not deal with your pre-orders enough like they should because they know you have no other options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's, let's hope that something big changes with that because it's kind of par for the course. Big Big stores, small stores, whatever. The only big benefit of like a bigger store is, well, instead of ordering 10 and you get two, they ordered 200 and they got 50. Right. So you're still screwing somebody because yeah. you have a bigger customer base, but it's just like, you know, maybe. Not getting, not getting none. Exactly. Not getting none. Yeah, I think that's it. And like they, they literally own everything, like all the rights to sell everything. So like Game Genic, I remember messaging them, but oh, I'd love to have like one of your big stands, you know, like the card sleeves mm -hmm. and stuff. And they go, oh, yeah, just talk to Asmodee. I'm like, oh, do I have to? Yeah. And then like, yes. And then you go, can I have some, one of those big things? They go, no, we haven't got any. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I just won't have a, di a display rack now then. Like, how do I get that? Wow. Wh wh if you're watching this video, Game Genic, Give me a, one of your big racks. Where do I get it from? I don't know. I want one. Okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Someone. I want sleeves and card boxes. This is what people yeah. will buy. This is what people buy. Yeah. Right? Oh, I have a hard-hitting question. Do you carry uh, food and drink in your shop to sell? Mm. We have drinks. We have drinks, yeah. If, I think if we had more space, yes, I'd like to do more food stuff. But right now, we do like drinks and snacks, right? Like, mm. yeah. and that. Do you have like a microwave? We, we <laughs> I took it home. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can run a, you run a pizza shop uh, out of your store, and then people can order pizzas oh, while they're playing. It's, it's what you've talked about before. I would love that. Yeah. Literally a pizza shop? Yeah, just to have like, well, I used to run pubs back in the UK as well. So I like, got a bit of experience with like food and drink and stuff. But yeah, imagine having like a couple of pizza ovens, mm -hmm. knocking out we pizzas. If we had the space, we would absolutely. Yeah, if I got a new shop, I, my dream shop would be like a big, like, multi, like, event space, function space with, like, a bit of food. Like, don't run it as a pub because I hate doing that. But, like, have the option to even sell, like, a few beers or whatever, like, mm -hmm. a license. Because, you know, when events are on and there's, like, 60 people in there in that hotel, and there's, like, couples coming down, there's maybe 90 people there. They're loving life, right? The hotel does. 
I get a piece of that, but like, it'd be nice to have all that on hand and like keep mm. it all in house and like it all supports everything. Then, like, the YouTube supports the shop, which supports your Twitch, which supports the family, which supports yeah. whatever. It's all so kind of hand in hand. That's sort of the end goal, though. Yeah. Is to have that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a great question. The end goal. Okay. So I'm kind of curious more about that and if you could be more specific. Um, what what are some of your future goals uh, for you know one year away, five years away, ten years away? Do you ha- do you think about that in that terms, or you kind of just have like a list of things you're you're hoping to get to at some point? Overworked, so I have an early death and then get a day off. I think that's my. Wow, <laughs> that's fucking dark. <laughs> that's, my, that's a big plan. Yeah, stress-induced aneurysm or something. Kill right? me. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah, whoops, help. Um, no. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the end goal, right? At some point, I don't death, know. What's death, that? death, what? What's yeah. that? That's, that's the end goal for all of us. Oh, okay. Um, um, immortalized as no. How do you get there? What's what's step one? Obviously, you don't just get there overnight. What is the next step? Like, what would, so what would, need, what would the first need thing you would do? We decide whether we're going to move to a bigger store or open another store and keep the small one we have okay. in a different town. I mean, yeah, oh, I, moving to a bigger store. town, right? Is yeah. big, big step, bigger town, somewhere like mm-hmm. central, bit easier for people to get to, like has a bit more of like a vibrant like double uni scene or something. Yeah. Somewhere I can like where I am now. There's no point in me open like doing the backspace up and having thirty tables because I won't fill them. Yeah. Waste time, waste of investment. No point. Might as well go somewhere bigger. So you go somewhere bigger, have a bigger store where we have a few more in-house bits, like. I want to run my own events, not from a hotel, right? Which is yeah. like a big outlay cost to do. Sure, it's nice and fancy and that, but like, do you know what I mean? Keep things in house a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would definitely be something. I mean, for us, you know, now with you know another family member on the way, kind of with with you being my like number one. Do you know what I mean? Number one employee. Number one, yeah. Yeah. Like I'll be out number one in life. Soon. Yeah. Losing losing you there yeah. is is it going to be a hit? Right? Yeah. Because like. So we're considering me taking more of an admin role and not being in the shop as much and having somebody else in the shop. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll have to do something. But I think that's going to be tough for me for the next There's year. a lot of decisions to be made, yeah. I think. Yeah. What are your brothers doing? They seem like trustworthy. Oh, my children. God, I try. I try. I, I know Joe will watch this. Joseph, get over to Ireland now. Yeah. Like, I would, like, even with the YouTube side, like, it's just me. Like, how great would we have, like, some help? But, like... I can't afford it, right? Like, it's just too much. I don't make enough content as it is. So, like, what am I going to do? Pay an editor to do one video a month? Like, not going to happen. So, like, yeah, I'd love to get, like, my brother over and, like, he can do content with me. Like, he's done a few videos. He's in the last one. Like, trust him completely or both my brothers. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and do that. But they kind of do their own thing in the UK a little bit. But every, every day, every time I see him, chip away. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's, you know, okay. there's a few hours here for you and a few hours here. Okay. <laughs> Um, but it's, it'll get there eventually. Yeah, one day I'll catch him. Yeah. <laughs> Am I making this up, or did I? Maybe this is like an alternate universe in my head. But like that, your mom watches the shop sometimes. She she did. We okay. have someone else that helps us now. But yeah, she helped a lot. Okay, I seem to remember yeah. this story of on your uh, your Twitch stream or something of your mom <laughs> coming to watch the shop, and I just I just picture. <laughs> Like a nice little Irish lady that doesn't know anything about these little plastic toy soldiers. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> she's super great. friendly though. Yeah. So, okay. and she's she's very capable. So she she doesn't need to know about the products. She just yeah. needs to know how to work the till and how to talk to people. And yeah. she was she's great. She loved it. Out, out, outsold us loads of times, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Put your yeah. mum on satin, like goddamn, your mum's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She she does a bit, doesn't she? I think it'd be, you know. Oh, they help us out so much, even with the distribution and stuff. They take in orders because um, it's out kind of where their house is. So if we're not there, they'll take it in for us. And yeah, yeah, they help us a lot. We're very yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you gave me some wisdom for me, and I would love to maybe share some advice with you about what it feels like you're juggling right now. You what it feels like is you have this giant goal, which is massive, 
And it feels, for me, when I have this giant black box, it feels unattainable. But what John taught me to do is to really, you really have to sit down and do this, which it feels like a waste of time. But you have to sit down and think about actual actionable steps to get there and like what their reasonable time frames are mm. and then think about when the thing needs to happen then you can figure out what the schedule for doing those small actionable steps because like when i think about fulfilling a kickstarter that's massive and it stresses me out and it's like i i can't i can't do that in a work day so i'm just not going to do it at all until it becomes a fire and i have to deal with some small part of it and i'll like you know cut a piece off and then do it and then like go back until it becomes a fire again um but if i can like really figure out what like the actionable steps are to get where i want to go and then do them over time it can feel like you're accomplishing things it can feel better and it can feel like you know it's not a, a big mysterious thing that you don't know how to accomplish yet mm. yeah time management you probably knew that already no no, no that's that's a what that is wisdom yeah that is wisdom um yeah time management for me is really bad oh for sure yeah but like as for me as well yeah but I, I i don't know how to fix that like there isn't more time yeah right so it's just like oh just do whatever needs doing and yeah. then worry about something else later but like that doesn't feel good i think we're a bit of a stepping jumping point right like i like if if ireland wasn't so like ridiculously expensive right now for everything i think like a move would be good i think it would be like i can like reset do you know like going into like a new place you could like you learn stuff in step mm. whatever venue one or studio one you go i wouldn't do that again but this worked and i do this and like stuff like better situated um but even like losing time because i shared the shop with the studio that wasn't the original plan that wasn't what happened to begin with and then it's like okay now like it takes me like half an hour to clear it away, half an hour to get it back out again, set stuff up. And like, that's like an hour of my day gone on moving stuff around. Right? Yeah. Does it um, feel like it's kind of just like a moving boulder and you can't really stop it at all? A little bit. Yeah. Like how do, how, what would we do if we wanted to get off a ride? Like just stop everything, stop doing YouTube videos, stop doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know how, jump off a cliff into, yeah, the, yeah. into the ocean. Yeah, no, you just overwork and die. How would that, I do that? That was, that was your solution. No, that's, that <laughs> step back to what we said five, five minutes ago. Yeah. Just overwork and death. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think you're right. I think I'm having a bit more business plan. I think I did that and I've kind of achieved that bit of business plan. I've not really gone any further. Now we're just sort of like trying different things, right? We'll try distribution. Maybe we just hate it. It doesn't work out, whatever. We'll do something else. But I feel like multifaceted incomes is the only way I can like realistically, stably support a family, right? right? Like and that's the concern. Like it's a big concern, isn't it? Like, you know, like what do we do? I can't not, like I myself can just live off toast, right? But like I can't expect you and the house and the kids now, yeah. like you're, your, your income comes from the shop. Yeah. Like, I can't let you down there. That has to happen. It has to get paid. Mm -hmm. Other employees have to get paid rent. So I often myself feel like I come a little bottom of the rung. Like if there's something there, I'll take it. If not, deal with it later. So it feels like I work a lot for what can be nothing sometimes too. Dang, which yeah. Can be, is that a mental burden? I've not thought about it till just now. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You know I, mean? I feel like I, I don't even think about that kind of uh, stuff. Do you, do you avoid thoughts like that because you don't want to have that moment of like, fuck. Sometimes. Life yeah. sucks, you know? Like, yeah, like it's, it's great. No, I, some days, I, but, I, I totally feel what you're feeling. I didn't mean to say your life yeah. sucks, but like it is a lot easier. Sounds like it sucks. I mean, I mean, it sounds like a lot of work at the very <laughs> least. Uh, but yeah, like I will avoid painful thoughts. Like we, I mentioned yesterday, like, I, I, like my, my relationship with like, like Christianity is one of apathy. Like I just don't want to think about it because it's painful to think about, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, I, I could see that with any kind of responsibility, just kind of avoiding it because it's painful and you don't have like an immediate solution. I'm going to do this, you know, like yesterday, um, 
I had to wait a couple of, like an hour for my uh, editor to show up so I could start shooting a video because I needed him for that particular video. And like I could have probably like answered some emails that were like required me to have thoughtful responses. But what I did instead was I was like, OK, uh, you guys are showing up. I'll clean up my my office a little bit. And I got like so roped into like doing cable management on some dumbass thing that you did that you're never gonna see like it's so hyper focused on this dumb task it's so easy to just forget about all the things that i don't want to have to solve in that moment so like i i do feel that if that is something you're kind of like having to you know have to deal with kind of just avoiding the the painful questions i think we're related yeah i think i feel exactly that am i your brother yeah you might i don't want to come dad dad <laughs> someone dad daddy you yeah, you gotta work at the shop three days a week now. Yeah, you're in. Thanks, brother. Yeah, do some videos. For I me. will yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, no, it does feel like I feel like exactly that. Like I end up doing like stuff like I should be doing. But I do it all the time when I come in the shop. Like I'll be filming today, and then I'm like, end up like that you pull, drives me mad. You pull it a string, and you go, oh, like you know, you you end up doing something else, and like you say, it turns into this massive job as well. I'm like, oh, I'll just fix that, and I go, oh, but if I fix that, it's like that Malcolm in the Middle sketch, you know, with the dad, like goes to fix, change the light bulb, and he ends up fixing the car. Yeah. It's like that, and he goes, yeah, yeah. everything's connected. Yeah. yeah, I pull that, and I go, I need, oh, my mind, I need to do this, and I'm over there, and then like behind me is this like load of shit that I've not fixed, but I'm yeah. like doing whatever it is at the end. But that's yeah. why we're, we're going to rejig all the shop hours when we go back. We've talked about it a lot because we, okay. we had planned it around you being able to film. Mm and me taking out most of the work um but it's not working out because what happens is we'll both go into work and obviously the studio's upstairs so he'll book out the studio for himself just mean meaning no one can book in for a game that day but he will just get too distracted with work things the whole mm. day he won't film anything because he'll be like oh, i'll just email this or i just need to put that away i just get you mm. know we need to chase up this guy this guy which you know i can do it all um, but you just get so distracted because you're at work, basically. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to try and, and rejig that a bit so that maybe he doesn't come in to work until later in the evening. And that way the shop will then close and he has no choice but to film. Yeah, double <laughs> okay. work. Okay. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. But, but it's adapting, isn't it? It's that it grows. So as, different, as we change and your personal situation changes, yeah. like life changes, you need to like keep every like Christmas time or New Year, actually, I like reassess, like, right, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Where are we? Are we miserable? No. Okay, let's do this. If not, what changes do we make to change that? So at least try and keep, like you have to reassess, right? You can't stagnate. I think if you're not looking to improve, yeah. yep. even the same with YouTube or anything, you're not looking, or any job probably, if you're not looking to like improve, you're probably not going to get like where you want to go if you want to go somewhere. Yeah. If you decide you don't want to do it, get off, get, find something else. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, YouTube is such an agile workplace that there it feels like there's no time for retrospective to think about, okay, I did this thing. Did it work out? What did I learn from it? All right, let's move forward with that learning lesson. It's almost no time. You kind of just throw it over the fence and then like, yeah, forward, let's go. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah, making time for that is, is really important and smart. Yeah, I think it's to, what I like to always do is to tie it back to our individual hobby at home. And I think that a lot of things you're talking about, Ollie, are actually pretty relatable for most people also in their own personal lives or their business lives, but also with the hobby, how often... Do you, listener or watcher, go over to sit down at your painting desk to start building a model and you realize, oh, I had everything put away. Now I got to set it all back up before I can start. Or now I just start to organize. Now I, these paints need to, are they in the right order? Or um, uh, where did I put that sandpaper or the clippers? Or like you end up doing everything but the thing that you mm -hmm. came there to do in the first place. Yeah. Um, so that's really relatable. And I think just as people, we tend to do that a lot. And even not only in, from our own 
our own professional lives, but also it, it kind of spills over into our into our hobby as well. So I think that's really relatable, um, especially when we're talking about your business is the mm-hmm. hobby that it's like, oh, yeah, um, it all kind of comes together in the end that same way. Yeah. One thing, one more thing that I wanted to, to touch base on is I think that with you guys welcoming a new baby in the world, congratulations, congratulations. by the way, that this is uh, a wonderful time of reassessment where you're going to obviously have to kind of condense a little bit and everything will be new there. The, the, the new baby at home and your time and, and all that kind of thing. But from there, you'll have found like, you know, just keeping the, the core things going. And then you'll figure out like, okay, which things that we shrunk down are we fine being shrunk that we don't need to bring back to what they were? Or we realized this extra thing, maybe we with this extra time we have um, as you come back more, we want to push more. And mm. so I think it will be a great time for growth after kind of um, bringing things in. I keep doing this with my hands a lot. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Donald Trump where he just does this with yeah. his hands. <laughs> Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is an awesome conversation. Thank you for being here. Where do people find you on the internet? I know you got Twitches, you got YouTube, you got Instagrams. Is there a web store for the for the shop? Like, where do people find you? Broadswordwargaming.com. Okay. If you're nice. in the EU, go there. Okay. All right. All right cool. That's my big message. Okay. I'm on Instagram and Twitch as Kira Elvenblood. Okay. All my links are on there. We'll have it all linked below in the show notes as well if you want to have an easy time getting it. But yeah, cool. Cool, guys. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I feel like I got deep. It's like a therapy session. Yeah. I feel like like I got deep. I don't talk about this stuff very much. I love that. So it's like, it's weird to talk about. Do you know what I mean? So sorry if that was like, you know, emotional. That was exactly the conversation that I wanted to have. Oh, really? That was was perfect. Yeah. I I apologize if Ollie is a mopey bitch for the rest of the (laughs) holiday. (laughs) You've ruined, you've broken me. Nothing can get this guy down. Have you seen him? You broke me. He's just crying into his chicken tenders later. (laughs) (laughs) That's a choice we have to make. Where are we going to go for lunch? I I don't know if we got to make it right now on this recorded podcast, but but no, no viewers. This is something we are going to seriously discuss. (laughs) This is more important. I think you're going to have to edit out my stomach rumbles from the last like half an hour. (laughs) You want a two-hour eating schedule? Like right all right there. (laughs) Today's episode is also brought to us by Ravage Star, the tabletop miniatures war game, which is brought to us by Mini Wargaming and Lazy Squire Games. Ravage Star is a fast-paced strategic tabletop game that uses fun cards to keep track of your unit's stats and abilities. Mini Wargaming has gone with a classic 32mm heroic scale, and the minis are cast in hard PVC plastic and come pre-assembled, so you don't have to mess around with the assembly. You can just get right to painting and gaming. This campaign is the successor to a previous one that introduced the world of the veil-touched corrupted soldiers hell-bent on destroying everything in their reach. This campaign introduces two new factions, the Gorkog, nightmarish monsters who resemble bugs but have a cruel precision to their tactics. And the Amari, dwarves who have survived tragedy and persevered against insurmountable threats. So for this campaign, Mini Wargaming are selling big boxes in two different options, the Battle Packs and the War Packs. The four Battle Packs are Army Builders, while the three War Packs are two-player starter sets that come with the squad cards, measuring tools, various tokens, and the Ravage Star rulebook. The campaign goes live on GameFound on November 7th, but you're going to want to act quickly because it's only live for eight days, eight hours, eight minutes, and eight seconds. I'm pretty sure that's a corn thing. In honor of the Blood God. Thank you to Ravage Star, Tabletop Miniature Wargame by Mini Wargaming for sponsoring this portion of today's episode. If you want to check out 
all their cool stuff. You can find it linked in the video description or show notes below, depending on where you're watching. Now on to the end of the episode. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for lasting all the way to the end. We appreciate your patience with us and our shouting and screaming and Irish accents and all manner of nonsense. Welcome! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing we didn't get to do, we didn't get uh, uh, Kiara to tell us her favorite English word in an English accent. Can you say that word for us, please? What is it? Wait. Are you thinking American word in American accent? Oh, well, American word. American word in American oh, yeah, accent. Cool. What are we can say in a weekend? Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> that will also be a soundbite on our porch. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was in a diner in Texas right there. Yeah. Of like like what do you want with your, you know, with your pizza and they're like Ranch. <laughs> now, let's go like, take off our shirts, drink beers, and shoot guns out the back of trucks. Yeah. Let's do that yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then and then we fill up shot glasses to drink and act to, you know, oh. we have with a beer chaser, but what is going to be in the shot glasses? Ranch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just drink it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next is shooting guns and driving around in large pickup trucks. Yeah. 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 Do you have, pick, do you have pickup trucks in Ireland? No. Not the same size as you guys. No. Uh, it'll have a goat in the back of it as well. Like a goat. Yeah. 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 Pickup truck. I don't think your cars would fit down our roads. No. You can you can drive you can drive in John's uh, Batman mobile on the way to the restaurant. It's, I uh, felt that it's, it's in, uh, in Nottingham. I was like, oh yeah, no my way. My truck wouldn't fit in these roads. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, truck. And it's not that big. It's big, but it's like making you up, making up for something. Back <laughs> yeah. in the way. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah. It's All right, so we're about to do some American things, which means eating deep fried foods and using up all the petrol. Um, <laughs> those are the things we're gonna World do. World petrol. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> remind everybody again where to find you and uh, on the internet's uh, if, to buy things and to to have fun hobbying. Yeah, broadswordwargaming.com. Broad sewed. Broad sewed. But spelt properly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, not B-R-O-D-E. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast, for flying all the way to Minnesota just for this. Yeah, that's Only all you're doing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We really appreciate that. We love having guests on. It's always so much fun to like, kind of like hear different perspectives, learn about what it's like to run a shop. Like we don't get to do that. So we have no idea. We just, we just guess, right? Uh, so it's cool to hear that perspective. So thanks a lot for that. Um, if you guys like the show and you want to support it, there are a couple ways to do that. If you don't got any money to spend, there are a couple free ways. You can whitelist our channel on YouTube with various browser add-ons. We play an ad every 30 minutes. Oh, YouTube don't like that no more. What? Have you seen that? No. Have you guys seen that? Oh, oh, uh, ad blocking and stuff? No, yeah. YouTube now, just this week, it's yeah. just like, you have an ad blocker, turn it the fuck off. Yeah, and then I hit X, and then yeah. I just move on with my life. Yes. But then it stopped showing up. So I don't know what's going on with that, but it is a little bit weird. Okay, so yes. maybe that's not very valuable, but... Other options are giving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on YouTube itself or Google Podcasts, telling your nerd friends about our podcast and sharing it around. If you got some cash to spend, you can support us on Patreon where you get access to another extended 20 to 30 minutes of podcast episodes. If you can handle more of this, there's more of that available to you. We talk about things like new techniques we tried out in the past, models from other painters that we like and appreciate in the last two weeks that we found, and then finally we give feedback to one of our patrons as part of that extended segment as well. Uh, if you don't like Patreon, you can also buy our merch on Teespring, fun things like t-shirts. We have three unique designs, joggers, cups, all kinds of stuff, all linked down in the show notes below. 
Man, that was an awful lot, but we got through it. It was. Uh, Scott is is he has that memorized so well, but every time he does it, it sounds like heartfelt and unique. I know because he changes up just a little bit. That's the shill in me. He's on autopilot. <laughs> That's it for today, and we will catch you on the flippity flop.